Happy New Year. Welcome to Famicast 71, your Famicast, well, your first Famicast of 2016. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined, as always, by Mr. James Charlton. Okay, all my mutt, Danny Bivens. <laughs> uh, Ty Schugert. Get dunked on. <laughs> and Mr. Cyrus Delaney. Jet lag is a hell of a drug. And he's also naked. Kind of. <laughs> what? This is not a video podcast. Oh, it, yeah. Well, it is now. Oh, wait, do I have to turn off my, my video? Sorry, <laughs> okay. Danny. We'll talk later. Oh, is that just me? Oh, I thought that was everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, we're going to kick off the new new year with uh, another episode of the Famicast. Got a lot of things to talk about. So is, it, I'll tell is you... this a new season, Danny? Is this like season five? What is do it? we even do that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, 2011, right? 2011, so is this like the fifth year? It's been five years. Well, it will be five years as of like some, like what, March 11th? Yep. So no, but we still got a little bit of time and, you know, actually I was going through just looking through like the old episodes and stuff and I was wondering like, how did we just go by without actually having any type of structure to it? It's just like, yeah, we'll release episodes whenever the hell we want. <laughs> yeah, that was when I was in charge. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right. Well, <laughs> I think I think it was like if we could be bothered. I think that was the schedule. That was basically it. So, well, now you're getting two of our podcasts a month. So, whether you like it or not, exactly. I was about to add that in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. I'll tell you what. We'll take a quick musical break and be back with some new business. All right, and James is going to go ahead and kick us off with new business. So yeah, Danny uh, suggested that we uh, we don't talk about you know games that we've been playing again and again and again. So yeah, I'm going to talk for an hour about Mario Maker and Splatoon. <laughs> oh. um, no, I have been playing those games, but yeah, um, we're going to try and talk about new stuff. I mean, Danny, you're you're pretty good for talking about new stuff all the time. I mean, you, you don't tend to like talk about the same game more than twice. Yeah, I mean, um, there were some times later last year where, uh, especially when I was getting ready to move, that, well, I'd just play, like, Battlefront or, yeah, just one game. <laughs> but, well, there's, there's times when you just don't play anything, right? And you're like, Yeah, so, like, the night before the podcast, I make sure to play something and <laughs> I have something to talk and about. And you say, I've been playing Badge Center for an hour, you know, things like that. Exactly. So, yeah, um, the, yeah, so I have been playing all new games. I've it's not like a New Year's resolution to like not play Mario Maker and Splatoon. No, hell no. Because like those games are still crazy good. And, oh yeah. You know they're still being updated and still awesome. Um, I am still playing them, but I'm also like trying to stop the you know the hard rotation that I've been doing, <laughs> just like mm -hmm. swapping those two discs in and out, in and out, in and out. <laughs> so yeah, I've been playing some new stuff. Um, over the holiday. So yeah, the. Okay, the one that I played, well, I actually alluded it to in the last episode. Um, I said that I bought a couple of um, eShop games. And I uh, only had a chance to play one so far, which was uh, The Swapper. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, this is this was like, yeah, it was, I think it was originally like six or seven squids, and it was down to like two or three. It was like ridiculously cheap anyway. It was like, wow. even if this game sucks, you know, who who cares, right? right. That, kind of, that kind of price. And, yeah, it turns out it's actually really good. Um, so it's basically a 
it's a puzzle game, but it's kind of got vibes of um, Dead Space or maybe even Metroid. You, mm-hmm. you could you could argue very dark, brooding atmosphere. Um, there's actually no there are no enemies um, that I can see of, but the the atmosphere is so kind of foreboding that it makes you feel like you know something could come out and kill you at times, but nothing has so far anyway. I, I haven't finished the game at all. I'm like, mm. but um. So basically, what what it uh, what it revolves around is you're exploring this um, space, massive space station, and um, you can actually duplicate yourself up to four times mm-hmm. um, to make these clones. And the clones, you know, it's kind of like the cherry power up in Mario 3D Mario uh, World, you know, where the, it just does exactly what you know the, all the other um, characters do at the same time. Mm-hmm. And basically, the puzzles involve around. Um, you know, stepping on, you know, four or five platforms at the same time. Okay. Or, you know, trying to get through a door or trying to, you know, jump over something before a door closes um, while managing all of these, you know, clones at the same time. The thing that kind of makes it a bit dark is the fact that, you know, you're basically replicating yourself. You know, there's there's kind of a backstory. There's like, um, you know, there's like uh, text logs to read and things like that. And it, it, it kind of like drip feeds you the story and kind of a, uh, kind of a cool way. Kind of like Metroid Prime's uh, logs, kind of, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And, you, and then you're basically discovering that, you know, you are basically cloning yourself. And then when you let one of these clones just, you know, drop to his death, it makes like a, you know, like a horrible, very human-like, you know, crunch splat when it, when it, <laughs> when it dies. <laughs> and... Um, so you are basically, you know, killing yourself over and over again, you know. <laughs> but as long as one of them is alive, you know, you, you still you still survive, you know. So <laughs> it's um it's a lot of fun, like you know, putting them all in the right place, and you know, it's kind of like setting off like a chain of events, um, uh, and then you know, uh, getting these kind of um, orbs that you have to collect to go into the next stage. Um, uh, I don't know how far I I'm in the game, but like. Already, I'm kind of uh, seeing the kind of you know game design 101 coming through. I mean, mm-hmm. this is an indie game, right? But like, you know, um, I, I should have done more research about uh, how many guys actually made this and <laughs> who actually made this. Uh, I don't actually have this information on me, but I'm assuming it's a small team. Um, but you can kind of see that you know it's you can see the game design. It's like you know you have to collect a certain amount of orbs to go into the next part, and you know. Basically, the each puzzle is a room in the spaceship. So, it's it's in essence, it's kind of like a level select, but it, but in done in a very beautiful and you know um, decorative way kind mm-hmm. of thing. But if you break it down, it is basically a, lots of rooms connected by corridors, which you collect orbs to go into the next bunch of rooms and corridors. But you know the way it's all put together, it it looks like I said, it looks and feels like you know like a Metroid game at times. But you know maybe the character does remind me of Dead Space. Um, he's got that kind of helmet kind of look to him, and you've got this like laser sighted gun, which you which clones um, uh, clones you. Right, that's kind of what I get from even just looking at screenshots and videos too. So okay, it's not yeah. just me. So yeah, so it's the ZR button to clone yourself, and the ZL is like um, shoots out this other beam, which lets you swap control to that other clone. So you you actually have to have a line of sight to swap. Um, you know. I don't know, I would say, like, swap souls. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, if your soul is in one clone and you have to zap the other one to, you know, jump into the next guy, you know, like um, that, uh, what is it, Geist, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something like yes. that, I know. Spiritual like, successor. Yeah, or that that DS game, which um, 
I never, I never, I only played the demo. Uh, Danny, you might have played it. The trance memory uh, or something. Ghost trick, ghost trick. Oh, ghost trick. Oh, yeah, no, actually, played? I have not played it. Oh, you haven't played that. Okay, but yeah, I heard awesome things about that. So yeah, where well, you kind of you're putting your soul in various things, right? But yeah, um, you're only putting your soul in other clone, <laughs> clones of yourself. <laughs> well, what was that that game from farther back? I think it was on GameCube. It was called Geist. I literally Where'd... just said that thirty seconds ago. Okay, um, <laughs> I was just uh, super distracted when you said Zed, and that was all I could think of. <laughs> well, uh, Ty, you said Herb a few episodes back, so you can't really talk. <laughs> whatever, whatever. I, I, but anyway, I just had a, a flashback to E3 when mm-hmm. I played Geist. Oh, you and, did play it? Wow. Yeah, and I haunted uh, a bowl of dog food <laughs> so I could scare a dog. <laughs> Well, at least it wasn't dog shit. <laughs> no. So yeah, I, I like the I like the concept. I like the puzzles and um, the general atmosphere of it. You know, I've said time and time again that you know if a game's got a good atmosphere, it kind of you know it hooks me. You know, if it's got the right atmosphere, then you know uh, I'll play it just for that. And it, it does have that. So hmm. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep going through it. I do like it. Um. So. Uh, yeah, if you can get it for cheap, yeah, highly recommend it. It's probably on PC and probably loads of other things as well. And What's the name of the game again? The Swapper. The Swapper. That's right. Um, Danny, you said it, it is on the Japanese eShop? Yep, came out yep. last year in about April, I think. Cool, cool. Um, so, yeah, the other two, sticking with Wii U just for now, um, uh, the European eShop... Um, just out of nowhere just dropped two n64 games <laughs> you know after like you know months of nothing and then there you go wave race 60 wave race 64 and 1080 snowboarding and uh, you buy one you get one half price wow well um, noted super good games oh yeah yes i mean um i'm actually going to be reviewing this for the for the reviewing these plural for the site um but um yeah i was a big fan of huge fan of both of these games back in the oh, day yeah. i mean you should know i'm like uh 1080 snowboarding like super semi you know ultra pro at that game it's how, like, how many controllers did you destroy uh, <laughs> doing 1080s yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, that that was kind of rough on the controllers it's, it's not really controllers it's more like you know your your thumb right <laughs> how, how many thumbs did you destroy and the answer was several um james i have to ask you a serious question though like with 1080 <laughs> Does this transfer over to your real snowboarding skills? Are you still pulling up 1080s because <laughs> you're just like moving your hands around like a maniac? And then if before you, you know it, if you take out one of the zeros, I could probably achieve that. In okay, life. <laughs> a, a 180. <laughs> Not well, really can I ask about Wave Race? Like, yeah. um, I, I have to ask which version it is. Like, does yes. it have Rumble and stuff? Oh, Rumble. That's a good question. Actually, I didn't notice that. Um, that's a good question. I sh- yeah, if you'd asked me like an hour before the podcast started, I would have checked that. Okay. Um, so let's put a let's put a question mark over that for now. But um, but yeah, they both look super good. Like on the game, like the gamepad and on the TV, they 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 do hold up in the, in their own way. I mean, in, in the retro way. I mean, I'm not one of these guys who gets hung up on like, oh, this is not in like 1080p. You know, it's called it's called 1080 Snoopy. It ain't 1080p. Um, Goldeneye is a good game. It yeah. doesn't. God yeah. damn it. <laughs> I okay. Can, I can just put myself in you know that time period very easily. I'm just you know like if it's an eight bit game, I 
put, I, I accept 8-bit technology, you know, if it's a 64-bit game, whatever, right? Um, so, you know, some people are like, oh, God, you know, I can't even look at it. It's like dog shit eating my eyes. But, you know, I think, I think it looks good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think looking at something objectively, if you don't do that, then you're not doing your job. So if you're like, you know, if you work for some kind of a media outlet or do a podcast and you say, it's an NES game. It looks like it's for babies. <laughs> like <Yeah>. like textures. <laughs> That's right. So 1080, I mean, I, I, of the two, you know, I've, I was a 1080 guy. You know, I, I did like, I mean, I played a shitload of both, but like 1080, I mean, it kind of consumed my life at one point. Because mm. like, there was, it was a time when I was like really into snowboarding without actually ever having done it. Ah, sounds like me. <laughs> it was like, you know, I was like, whatever I was like, you know, 16, 17, you know, everything about, you know, extreme sports and like, you know, snowboarding <laughs> off, off a mountain and, you know, breaking your legs was cool. <laughs> and like the, the fact that, you know, it was like sponsored by Tommy Hilfiger. And, you know, for some reason, I thought, you know, wearing Tommy Hilfiger was like the coolest thing you could do. Everybody did. It was a product I, I actually a bought a Tommy Hilfiger watch, you know, because of 1080. Was, was it yellow to match your Game Boy Color? <laughs> yeah yeah play it loud product uh, placement works yeah i mean yeah you know this might sound a bit strange but playing 1080 i actually get vibes of splatoon now hold hold on there hold on <laughs> hold on before you turn off the podcast and think i've taken drugs um so like it's the you know the voice samples in the music Mm-hmm. It's like um, you know, do 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 ten eighty and then, and then yeah. like you know, they kind of rock out you know Splatoon songs, very similar. You know, they've got those voice samples and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know the clothes that the the Inklings wear. Uh, oh yeah, are very very See, reminiscent. Yeah, they've got the goggles and the baggy pants and stuff. You know, I mean, the words probably say the same things. You can't read them on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gonna compare the credits later? The cre- <laughs> the cre- yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I mean, but, you know, just like the style. I mean, back then it was probably Nintendo trying too hard to be cool. Um, you know, there was a time when, you know, they desperately were uncool when PlayStation was, you know, uber cool. Um, and I think it was cool at the time, and I still think oh, it, it is cool now. Absolutely. I mean, that was one of the coolest things that Nintendo released at the, in the, during that era. Yeah, I mean, really was. yeah, it, it matched with basically what everybody wanted, you know, the extreme sports thing and Man, I mean, I'd have, like, cousins and stuff come over that didn't have N64s, and they'd want to play that, and then my little cousin would want to play, like, Diddy Kong Racing. Another good choice. Good <laughs> choice. Yeah. yeah, I mean. All good choices. Mm-hmm. But, like, I mean, another thing you have to just give them credit for, it still plays amazingly well. I mean, maybe that says more for, like, the lack of evolution in snowboarding games, you know, since then. You know, they like, they haven't really improved. You know, you've got, like, of course you've got bigger courses and, you know, HD graphics and, you know, tricks that don't make sense in real life <laughs> you know like doing corkscrews in the air like in you know ssx or whatever but this was like so grounded in reality i mean like i said i was a big fan of snowboarding at the time and i actually felt like playing this game i could actually okay i'm i'm training to be a snowboarder here because like you actually you actually don't control your board um your uh, board you control the guy so you controlling his balance so you have you know you have to balance correctly. So like when you take a jump, you know, you have to make sure that your legs are parallel with the ground and you have to um, hit the Z button, tie, take a drink, um, and you <laughs> yeah, know, make sure <laughs> make sure you kind of cushion the blow with your knees 
And that right. it, that is literally what you do in snowboarding. You have to kind of you know b- bend your knees as you as you land, or you, you're gonna fucking break your back. So <laughs> it, it re- is going snowboarding this weekend. I can attest this is all true. Good you luck with that. Yeah. yeah, download 1080 right now. Yes, get get, get the train. James. When, once we strike it rich, mm-hmm. uh, I'll invite you back to my hometown, and we'll hit the Montana slope. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Can I wear my Tommy Hilfiger watch? Sure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Radical. I'll have to dig Everybody that out of in storage. Montana dresses like it's the '90s, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fit right in. <laughs> so compared compared to 1080 snowboarding, I mean, Wave Race 64. I mean, it was a lot earlier, right? Um, right. And but you know, the water physics they got down. You know, even back then. I mean, that was a pretty amazing feat. I mean, things like that don't really. You know, nobody cares about that now. You know, oh, it's got great water physics. You know, there's freaking iOS games that have got probably got better, you know, water physics than this now. But you know, you have to appreciate that. You know, there weren't many games that could do that back then, and you know, it was pretty amazing. And I, to be honest, I was actually more of a fan of Blue Storm. I mean, I went like you know, ape shit on Blue Storm, and actually didn't really go for White Storm. The, the snowboard the 1080 sequel so I kind of like reversed it when the, ne- the next generation came along I flipped it completely I fell off the snowboarding thing I went straight full on with the, the wave racing um, but yeah wh- uh, I should note that both of these are actually the American versions so sigh um, you can you know breathe a sigh of relief it's not the horrible border you know 50 hertz versions and like the manual is like it just straight up says you know it's got the US uh, US uh, what's it called the ESRB rating, so it's not the PAL version even though it's, I'm downloading it from the PAL you know the European eShop which is good, um, yes, so, which is a which is a wonderful thing to have because I remember ten uh, sorry uh, ten eighty was great uh, in in on PAL regions back in the day but Wave Race sixty four was infamously bad. It was almost as bad as uh, Mario Kart 64 with the borders and the slowdown. Uh, not 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 really slowdown, but what do you call it? The lower refresh rate or whatever. Yeah, it's like bad frame rate. Uh, is it bad frame rate? I don't know. Like I don't know. But like you know, it's, it's like playing it in widescreen, even though it's not <laughs> not. <laughs> oh, the aspect ratio. Yeah, kind of like that. that. Yeah, it's just like basically it's like the amount of lines on PAL TVs. Um, were more, but that required like uh, different letterboxing. Yeah, so they were, yeah, to make up for the more lines, they just kind of put borders on it instead of actually, you know, adjusting the screen's resolution. Anyway, it's all bullshit. They've, we've we've worked it all out now. You know, with all our TVs are the same now, so which is good. Um, and then the next, the last game, uh, Danny, are you gonna like tag team this with me or? I have not played it. At oh all. my god! I haven't even bought it yet. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, well, this I think this was on our top 10 games. Both of our top 10 games of last year, right? Yes. You, yeah. Wait, you're talking about... Box Boy. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not, are you talking about the new one? Yeah. I mean, okay. no, no, no. Like, last year, we, we both said Box oh, yeah, yeah, Boy yeah. was on no, our yeah, most played, absolutely. right? <laughs> I mean, for crying out loud, I just did a write-up for the website on IntendoWorldReport.com, our top games of 2015. I did the write-up for, you know, Box Boy. Um, yeah. Sorry. So why the hell wouldn't you buy the the sequel, which was just stealth released? Eh. Uh, you'll <laughs> you'll find out whenever it gets to my new business. Okay, okay. Um. So yeah, it's called uh, Hako Boy Mo Mojito Hako, which yep. is like I don't know one more box, I guess. Yeah, another, <laughs> another box. box. Yeah. So yeah, 
So yeah, it just came out just suddenly. It was like, hey, this is equal to box buy on the eShop. Boom. Right. Six, 680 yen. From what I, I gather, because I saw, you know, in Japan, I think in Europe too, they do that Cat Mario thing. Oh God, Cat Mario and show. From hell. what I understand, I think that was kind of like their method of announcing this. And I kind of oh, hope that's okay. not their new answer to doing <laughs> Nintendo Directs. The worst TV show ever. I, I haven't even watched it, but Don't. it's like, okay, you want a new answer to Nintendo Directs and you're just going to piggyback it on something you already have? That just seems kind of lazy. But this could just be a one-time thing. I, you know, I, I don't know. That's It's amazing. It's bad in two regions. I mean, it's bad in Japanese, and it's possibly <laughs> worse in the on the, the British version. Cause the British it, version is amazing. Amazing with an asterisk next to it? Just in general, because the guy puts, like, no effort into <laughs> his voices. It's just, a, it's just a guy from, like, East London is like, <laughs> I'm Mario. You know, it's like, what? Is it, I mean, I'm it, Mario, it, mate. <laughs> Fucking Ali G. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. I'd actually prefer that. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Box Boy. So yeah, the thing, the difference with this one is that you can actually create two sets of boxes now. You, it doesn't have to be all linked into one chain. So you can you know create a box and then drop it on something and then walk to the other side of the room and throw another box and put it on another switch, mm-hmm. um, uh, which changes everything, right? Because before you had to set up these you know huge uh, objects to you know fit across uh, two buttons at the same time, um, but now you can split them across. So they've 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 basically just started off from the original Box Boy and they've just kind of gone nuts with it. I mean, they do have a little they have a short tutorial world, but then after that they just get like straight into it. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, even by world two, you know, it's already getting quite difficult, which is which is a good sign. Um, so yeah, you've got things like you know you've got the the spikes, but you've got like now you're on spikes with like you have to create a platform to stand on, but then you have to throw another box onto a switch uh, from the platform that you're standing on. Hmm. So um, if you mess up the throw, you know you can't just cancel out because if you cancel out, your box that you're standing on will disappear and you'll die. Hmm. So you have to kind of really position yourself well to make sure that both boxes are in the right places. So I'm gonna, it's going to be interesting. I mean, we'll come back to this. Um, I'm sure we're going to come back to this next episode when Danny's sure. probably bought it by then. Maybe. Yeah, probably. And uh, see how they they up the ante. Because I remember, uh, hopefully everyone's played the original box play by now. If you haven't, shame on you. Yeah. But like, it just goes mental by the like the end. Uh, you know, like the the later worlds. I mean, it's like freaking Portal. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it just changes. It's just like you're playing Portal in 2D. It's like what's going on. <laughs> it just changes it completely. So it'd be interesting to know um, if they go equally crazy with this one. Um, I hope they do. And all signs point to uh, it's going to be just as good as the first one. Mm-hmm. And just so weird that we, you know, we're talking about Box Boy again at the beginning of this year. It's like, right? It's like we've come full circle. It's it's amazing. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's weird for me too because I just wrote up that article. Mm-hmm. And then I think like the day I finished, <laughs> as you were writing it, yeah, yeah, yeah the it, was, it was out, and I, I think I even saw it, and I was like, why? Because it was in my head. I was like, oh, Box Boy, Mario, Cats, and then it, like I think I saw your tweet change. You said, hey, new Box Boy. It's like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I announced it for you. There you yeah, go. basically. You're welcome. That's right. Yeah, and uh, Mario Maker's got some new costumes like Mario Land, uh, the plane. You've never oh, played okay. Mario Land during the plane. You got that one. Right, right, and the, cool. the 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 rabbit from the uh, bad center. 
Oh, they said Bad Santa. I was like, well, what? Oh, maybe. <laughs> Good kind, kind of the same thing. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, lots of yeah, lots of other costumes and levels. And oh yeah, the bookmark thing is amazing. And you know, you can bookmark pages super easy, and, and you don't need to use codes anymore. Woohoo! That's cool. No cool. more codes. Stop doing codes in Twitter. Don't do that. Don't take screenshots of pictures of codes. You don't need to do that. Just post a link. Boom. Add to bookmark. You're done. Send your friend codes too. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Four brand new games. Well, well yeah. <laughs> Bra- brand new in 1997. A couple of decades. Yeah. <laughs> Between them, yeah. Well, yeah. One of them's like you know ten years old. One's a couple of years old, and the other one's brand new. So there cool. you go. Cool, cool. All right. Thanks. So we'll take another quick musical break here and be back with some more new business. And Ty is going to go ahead and continue on with us for new business. What up, guys? Hey. I play a lot of video games. You do. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I finished a couple of video games. Oh, How many? You play months worth of video games, Ty. Yeah, in mere weeks. <laughs> All right. So uh, just last night, I finished Asterisk Fallout 4. Wow. I got an ending. Oh, God. Yeah, first playthrough was about 100 hours. Wow. Rest in peace, me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's more than my entire like Nintendo Play history last year. <laughs> yeah, man. What uh, a loser. Sigh, God. So, uh, as you can imagine, there's potentially a lot of words to say about Fallout 4. But, you know, like, you know, I talked about it last time. I, wait, how far was I last time? Did you I... Said, I think you were at like 80 hours or something. <laughs> so I think because that was one of the things I just remember from the edit. I was like, Jesus. Merely, you know? merely 80 hours, yeah. Yeah, it did, didn't sound real at first. And I heard it again. I was like, yeah, he really said that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so um, I spent a lot of time dicking around just trying to get achievements and uh, actually trying to avoid hard choices, as odd as it would sound, right? Hmm. Okay, so there's... It's an RPG game, and there's, like, uh, four major factions in the game. Mm-hmm. And, you know what? I, I decided I liked all of them. <laughs> right? Like, why can't we all be friends? No more Undertale for you, Ty. I know, right? Is that like being a Jedi and with the, being with the Empire? And it, <laughs> No, it, it's like, okay, there's four factions, and they all come across to me as good guys. Like, all, all of them. Like, you got... The Minutemen, which are, you know, they're, they're just normal citizens trying to, you know, not die to super mutants and stuff. Rorschach. You have, the, you have the Brotherhood <laughs> of Steel, which is in every Fallout game. And uh, uh, they're your friends th- throughout all of Fallout 3. So, like, the East Coast Brotherhood, they're pretty good guys. Like, I feel like... The the writers tried to set them up as slightly bad guys by putting a total asshole in charge. Okay. <laughs> and, well, that's another can of worms altogether. <laughs> Brotherhood of Steel sounds like a reggae band. 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, man. Uh, let's see. Then you have the Institute, hmm. which is uh, oh god, they're they're like uh, uh a super high tech hidden underground bunch of guys that make robots that look like the ones from iRobot with Will Smith. Uh. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and you know they're they're trying to, you know. Uh, research technology that will be the savior of mankind, but what they actually do is they send robots to the thir- surface to, uh, you know, shoot at people. <laughs> and you know, I won't, I won't do any spoilers or anything, but you know, they're not bad, but they're not great. And actually, it's really confusing because I thought the writing in this game was terrible. Huh. Or that, like, that's my main gripe with the game. Like, com- like. Among all the Fallout games, this one had the worst writing. Like, what was wrong with it? Like, what, for example? Um, well, like I I said before with the Brotherhood of Steel, I felt they they tried to lazily paint them as, you know, bad guys when, when, you know, the the series history doesn't really jive with that. Okay. And, uh... The way the the institute works, their modus operandi and their their objectives, they're like almost never talked about in the game, hmm. and like unless I miss something, but you know it, it it just seemed really lazy to me. Yeah, I mean, but I've yet to get all the other endings, so we'll come back to that. God, that just seems evil. <laughs> yeah, and then, then there's another faction, the railroad. That's the one I ultimately went with because. You've been working on the railroad. Yeah, working on the railroad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but you know, I liked all the factions. Mm-hmm. I-, I wanted them to get along together, but you know, there's there's no route like that. Hmm. Did, did it just seem like they wrote it the way they wrote it? Just made it like it's just a cheap way to make them all like at each other's throats or something, or what? Uh man, it's it's hard to tell because. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. sort of. I mean, you have the Institute and the Railroad. They're, like, directly opposed. And, then, you know, if you go with the Brotherhood, like, one of the missions, like, near the end is, hey, uh, these Railroad guys are kind of annoying. Go exterminate them. <laughs> and it's like, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Hmm. So, mm, I mean, the game is fun to play. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that the writing is lazy. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, may, maybe I'll touch on that again after I get all the endings and all the achievements. You're an animal. <laughs> yeah, I only have a few left. Yeah. A few left. Um, okay. Undertale. Great game. Mm-hmm. You know, GamePax voted it the game of the year. Whoa. Yeah. Wrong, uh, but I'm, it's fine. It's fine. No, I'm inclined to agree, except for, you know, Killer Instinct received uh, multiple updates this year, so that's the game of the year every year. <laughs> but uh, Undertale, I, I went ham on that game. It was really, it's just really fun. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. It's got lovable characters. It's got really intriguing gameplay. Uh, can't recommend that game enough, hmm. especially for $10. Yeah. Why do you think it's like, it's resonated with so many people. What what is is it just the character the characters, the writing? 
Is it like um, a, is it a story that like anybody can get behind, or do you have to be a certain kind of person to get behind it? Um, I I think if you're an angry gamer gator, you might not like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but any reasonable person should like this game, I would think. So it it plays kind of like a combination of a RPG and like a bullet hell game for the can combat. You, can you do your, your if you like this, you'll like this kind of statement? Maybe. Like it, if you like, like I think what? I talked about it before in terms of art direction it's like Earthbound right. or what was that game? Killer Instinct? No. <laughs> you made Killer Instinct on the Game Boy maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Here's, here's my th- here's my thing with Earthbound. I I love the look and the style and everything about Earthbound, but I don't actually like the kind of the gameplay so much. <laughs> okay, well then you'll love Undertale. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So there's like three main endings to the game, and they all have different end bosses, hmm. and they're fun as heck. Cool. Cool. But each playthrough only takes a couple of hours, so I feel like, uh. Despite it being so amazingly great, like people are like starved for content, they're starved for more. Mm-hmm. And uh, is is it going to add more content to it? Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. I I haven't actually read anything the developer does. I followed his Twitter like ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see about that. There's like a hard mode, but it only lasts for like an hour. Oh. <laughs> what? So we'll see about that. <laughs> Like, you know, there's a super hard boss at the end of uh, one of the routes you can take through the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me a while to beat. I, put, I actually streamed that part a bit, but I didn't beat it until the stream was over. Oh. I, d- I just realized, Ty, you just said route twice, not route. R- route? Yeah. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha, you, boy. Sure, whatever. Come to the side. <laughs> Come route. to the light side. What is Route 66? Not Route 66. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> is it? It's not Route 66? I, I, I don't know. That Just Route 66 is Route 66. Every other one is Route, route 49. You know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know if it's Route or Route. I've heard it both ways. Yeah, me too. From my home. <laughs> Crazy Americans. <laughs> uh, by the way, Undertale is 980 yen on the uh, Steam store. Yeah, yeah. I, I have it in my Steam library. I just haven't gotten around to playing it yet. You can also get it on Humble Bundle, mm-hmm. and it gives you a Steam code and a DRM-free link. Ooh. Yeah. Partial so, controller support. What's that about? Uh, pff, I, I don't know. I mean, all you use in the game is, like, uh, your four directional buttons and, like, three buttons on the keyboard. Hmm. So, okay. like... You don't really need a keyboard, um, a controller. You you don't like. Uh, I switched to my arcade stick for the the super hard boss, and um, the the controller support works, but it's kind of iffy. Like the game is made in Game Maker or some software like that, so I ended up using a Joy to Key because uh, the way it handled my stick was not good. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> Any other... <laughs> Anything else, Ty? About Undertale? Uh, I don't know. Just go play it. Like I want to talk about it forever, but no, nah, just go play it. It's <laughs> funny as heck. I laughed a lot while I played it. That's good. That's a good sign. That's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, not, not enough games are genuinely funny. 
yeah this one's genuinely funny <laughs> yeah it is totally let's see uh just a couple quick things i played uh some battlefield hardline mm-hmm. now oh, you, you, that that reminds me of our our yes. escapades at tgs <laughs> yeah we got good we got times a premium experience at tgs thanks to a good friend at nwr that works at ea yes crazy ray almeida uh <laughs> that was so so much fun though. that was it was fun they had yeah they brought out this actor in, <laughs> in like quotation marks yeah <laughs> just a, a foreigner they pulled off the street said you're from new york okay how how to play the game so anyway it's battlefield with cops and robbers and stealing cars and stuff and uh strangely uh i was super impressed by like the single player campaign hmm. like production value is super high like i was i was impressed by like the character models and the the face models and stuff hmm. <laughs> just coming away from a bethesda game uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they've got they've got that music track haven't they what that, music track? that music track that you need for any you know cops on the beat kind of bad show. boys bad boys that's right <laughs> yes I don't know if they do or not. Like, I haven't finished it yet. They absolutely do. Uh, I, I oh, thought it do? was like the intro <laughs> intro song. That might have been somebody just cleverly putting something up on YouTube. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I don't think I've actually heard it yet. Okay. But uh, And I also played some multiplayer. And like I was like immediately disappointed by the multiplayer. Was anybody playing? I, no. Like, people play. Okay. And it, there are servers and stuff. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like... I, I mean, it works. Yeah. But, I mean, from a design standpoint, I feel like they fucked up. I've so, heard that from a lot of people, even so, my Japanese students. What what, what yeah. I heard is that, you know, you're getting these bigger and better weapons, but the whole game is actually supposed to be about arresting people in a non-lethal way. So it's like, you know, well done, you arrested 100 people. Here's a rocket launcher. No, fuck that. You, you know shoot what I mean? people. <laughs> oh, you shoot everyone, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, in single player, you want to arrest people. But in multiplayer, you know, you, know, you want to complete your objectives and stuff but yeah, I, uh, I was talking about single player that's what i meant you know okay well i mean it's battlefield it's meant for multiplayer right single player is just randomly good somehow <laughs> <laughs> so multiplayer <laughs> basically you have to grind a shit ton to get good weapons and that makes no sense to me it's like totally terrible from a game design standpoint like, you know, why should the people who've already played the game for a long time also have, like, a huge, uh, like, technical advantage? It fu- doesn't fucking make any sense. Hmm. Scrub like, quotes. <laughs> uh, no, this is pro quotes. That's something I've seen in a lot of places. Weird stuff like that, where if you play longer, you get better stuff. And it's like, that's... Like you said, stacking the game so much in favor of people who are already good at the game. Yeah. I mean, I get right. it. I mean, I, I just want, like, an even playing field, you know? It shouldn't matter if you played for an hour or a hundred hours. You should be on an even uh, ground with the other players. Right, and that's kind of why I liked Splatoon, especially early on, because you were very limited with the types of weapons that you had, and you had to get good if you wanted to be good online. And I, I kind of get why these companies do this because, you know, if they didn't have maybe this, this carrot dangling in front of gamers, maybe they just quit playing online, you know? So 
I get it. But then, yeah, exactly like you're saying, because then it gets to the point, like, I don't like playing Call of Duty games online anymore because it's just stupid because people like, you know, prestige eight times and I'm like, here I am. I can't even do it once. And then these people have like dual rocket launchers like shooting me. He could Komori eight times. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean... that's, yeah, that is the cool thing about Splatoon because, you know, lots of people are still using like the default weapons and they're like level 50 S ranks. So, it, you know, it really doesn't, you can be good with any gun. Yeah, it's it's the difference between giving someone something cool for playing longer and giving someone something powerful for playing longer. Right, right. Yeah. We right, just... like, I mean, if it was just, like, cosmetics or, you know, even just, like, equivalent options, I mean, giving them a lot of options is still kind of kind of an advantage, but it's not as bad as, like, here's the best stuff. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> like and like with Splatoon, like when a new bucket comes out, you know, it's like it's got a longer range, but then you lose one of the, um, you know, the the special the 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 sub weapon will change to kind of right. balance, to balance it out, or it'll be less. It won't be as strong. So it's it's always you know balances it out. So right, yeah, it's like a side grade, not an upgrade. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like Team Fortress Two is the same way. Like uh, the all the new weapons you get. They're more like good for very specific specific situations, but generally you want the original weapon. Hmm. So yeah, uh, Battlefield fuck that up really hard. <laughs> well, Ty, I'm getting worried. You've been talking for about ten minutes and you haven't mentioned, uh, you know, any Killer Instinct amiibos yet. Killer Instinct, Killer Instinct, Killer Instinct. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I don't physically have the the, the quote, <laughs> amiibo in my hand, but I did get the 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 bonus that it confers mm -hmm. i have a amazing shadow jago color how did how did you set that up my parents helped me <laughs> <laughs> yes i directed my mom to find the the scratch off code thing on the that came in the box for shadow jago. I, I wonder how many episodes we can string this joke out for all of them. Yeah. Well, apparently it's getting new content every year, so forever. Yeah. Yeah. Tie in 2017. Season 3 is coming out soon. They're going to show some new content this month. They're going to show new characters. Uh, yeah, I'm almost certain. Literally no one cares about. Look at and Tusk, yeah. Yeah. Does, does well, Mick, so this is Mick Jagger who's getting the, uh, the Amiibo, yes, right? Yes, Mick Jagger. <laughs> For, for those who haven't seen on Twitter, uh, James, wonderfully, for me, fucked up every Killer Instinct name. <laughs> every Killer Instinct character name. That was my Christmas present for Ty. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to have a whole new batch to, to, to confuse starting soon. Nice. Um, is, it gonna, is it Tusk? I remember that guy from uh, KI Gold. Yeah. Yes, that's right. The, uh, Uncle the big... Tusk, Uncle you Tusk. might remember from the <laughs> the, the rareware letters section right, they right, had right. on their old website. Did he have a, like a finisher with like a dinosaur came down or something? Was yes, that, was absolutely. That him? <laughs> yes, that was amazing. And he says, "Duh." He's basically and, Arnold Schwarzenegger with blonde hair. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, and they're 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 bringing that line back. I think they confirmed that on. Uh, some interview <laughs> original voice actor i don't know original I don't know voice if sample. Same, same one or not but the, he just has to say Dah! <laughs> Dah! 
I'm yeah, the, that's the one nerd who says that. That's not the same guy. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be good. Uh, so one other thing about Killer Instinct is they added uh, a baby masher mode <laughs> for for easy inputs during a combo. So check that out. It's actually uh, the season one set of characters are free this month if you have uh, Xbox Live. Oh, okay. So download that. Cool. And the game is if you get it on Xbox Live, it's it's cross by the PC. So if you get if you get it on Xbox, it's free on Windows 10 when it launches. Yeah, that's right. I think it's uh, lined up for March. Huh. Oh, on so, PC, yeah. Killer Instinct PC. Yes. Yeah, coming out this oh. March. Windows 10 exclusive. If you don't have Windows 10, you can't play it. Well, yep. Windows 10 and Xbox One. That too. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. That's neat. So, so that wraps it up for me, except for all the other games I played, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we'll take another quick break and be back with some more new business. All right, and I'll go ahead and uh, continue on with new business here. Actually, thanks to Ty, I had, I have a very big stack of games uh, that I need to play. And thank you very much, Ty. And all on Nintendo. Pleasure. Well, um, most of, actually, all but one of them are on Nintendo platforms. What? The old, yeah. yeah. I, I was I was hardcore Nintendo up until like, you know, the Wii came out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I uh, know cuz Ty gave me <laughs> So they're all N64 games. <laughs> yes. GameCube, GameCube. Yeah, yeah. So uh one other game that Ty actually gave me, I guess, right? I mean, would yeah. be uh, Undertale, which unfortunately I haven't got to I haven't got a chance to play that yet and uh for the GameCube games, I have Naruto for, oh god, Tai. Gekito Ninja Taizen. The best Naruto fighting game on GameCube. Japan only, is that right? Yes. That, and then also the Konami fighting game with, you know... Konami Hudson Takara. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know the one. Bizarre game that, actually, I haven't had a chance to play yet either. Um, like, the thing is with those, I have a Wii hooked up to my TV... But it's not my Japanese Wii. It's my American one. So I should just hack it or just get my Japanese one from some box somewhere in my house. Um, oh, oh, you actually it. have it. Okay. And install Project M while you're at it. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I should do that. Just put um, your GameCube games in the Wii U. I thought about doing that, too. <laughs> so, and then... It, it won't come out, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> And I think, yeah, there was that. And then the one game I did play that Ty has been promised to let me borrow, and he did let me borrow it, is uh, Phoenix, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. And, um, yeah, I sat down with that the other day because I was thinking, you know, I, I really need to play <laughs> some of the stuff that Ty has lent me because it it's awesome and, you know, just by reputation alone, and Ty is really recommending it, so I needed to at least get started with something. And I figured that maybe Phoenix Wright would be a good place to start considering that, like, this is like, you know, this critically acclaimed question mark series <laughs> that and it's convenient. It's portable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. And 
you know, this is the DS version. It's the English version that I'm playing too. So that's, that's nice just to, you know, considering that I haven't really played any of the games in the series, you know, to any, for any long extended period of time, but man, this is a really, really enjoyable game. I've gotten through the second trial thingy. Oh yeah. So, heard about so, good memories. Down. Yeah. It's, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with just the characters and just the interactions between them and stuff. Like, characters <laughs> are great, and particularly in that in that second chapter because there's a uh, one of <laughs> Edgeworth the... comes out, the guy you love to hate. Oh, Edgeworth, he's such a dick. <laughs> I just hate <laughs> him. I hate him so much. But uh, one of my favorite things that happened was like whenever I was, I think I was going around for the investigations part, and um, you meet this woman called April May. <laughs> and, like I don't know. The names alone are fantastic in Phoenix. I know it's just it's it's crazy and just it's a top notch translation. Yeah, Larry Butts <laughs> too. And, I don't know. They said what? What was the quote about him? It's like, you know, if something stinks, it's probably the butts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this stuff's just hilarious. And uh, but you know, with with April May, like at one point, because you know, Phoenix is all nervous around her and stuff and her anime boobs are shaking all over the place so you could kind of understand why but like as he's like leaving the room he said i'm gonna get down to the, to her bottom wait what i mean it's just like you know what i mean it's i don't know it's just something really awkward and weird but you know and you know for the first part you know the first stuff that i was playing i was like okay this is the wacky crazy stuff that i expected out of it but man shit gets crazy like really fast and gets real yeah i mean just like some of the stuff that some of these you know bad guy characters are saying you're like holy shit man this is like about as fucked up as the real world you know and also take note that while not specifically stated it's implied most of the people you put away get the death sentence actually yeah that's (laughs) well if it's japan (laughs) it's probably true yeah yeah so i think yeah, at this point, I think, yeah, I played it for about five hours or something like that. I think that was, like, in one day. Um, I was on vacation, so it's like, just sitting around playing it all day. And um, so, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying that. I want to keep on going and finish it up. But um, Well, Danny, that's a throwback to a classic uh, Life in Japan segment, isn't it? Oh, yeah. The, the Japanese legal system. Right, With, right. with its 95% uh, what is prosecution it? radio. Yeah, prosecution ratio. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Basically, you go to court, you're going to jail, yeah, and you're probably going to get killed. Yeah, guilty until proven innocent, right. literally. <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, then, you know, I got a couple of games for Christmas as well. Um, nice. But I've only really got to play one of them, and it's not even really anything really that new or anything. But uh, I figured I'd just talk about it a little bit, and that is Famicom Remix The Best, I think is the Japanese title. which 3DS? is. Yeah, Ultimate NES Remix on the 3DS. And, you know, I, I had NES Remix on the Wii U uh, when that first came out, and I loved it. It was fantastic. And, you know, I think I went through and I beat most of the game with maybe a few exceptions here and there, but I never picked up Famicom Remix 2. So I was missing out on playing stuff like, you know, the Mario 3 stages, Mario 2, and Punch-Out, and all those cool type of things. But, you know, with this kind of being a best-of collection... You know, I kind of got to sink into that and, yeah, sure, get to play some stuff that I played previously, you know, in Famicom Remix. But since it's basically, it's it's basically just like the best games. You're not going to be playing urban 
urban what urban champion in there or <laughs> you know pinball you're gonna be playing most of the games that nintendo fans want to play and uh for me with the exceptions of metroid kid icarus and i think there's one other one yeah i'm not a huge fan of zelda 2 um no one is <laughs> yeah I, I really enjoyed it i think i basically go i got three stars on almost every game except for maybe those three and um still kind of working through some of the remix stages like i guess for well there's a stage where you're link playing through the donkey kong stage and you gotta just make it to the very top and um i was looking because what's really cool feature that they added in this as well it's not in the first famicom remix that i must have forgot that they added in the second one is you know online leaderboards and then basically you can see the replays of all the top people which oh you can just watch nice. them. yeah it's very handy so you can be like that's very cool. okay i can do this and if you can do it as good as they can then you can get well inch your way closer to the you know top 10 or whatever but like in this particular stage there's some kind of a a, a bug where to you know it's donkey kong you're supposed to go all the way up you know the stage and with a ladder as link and you can't jump so it's pretty tough and i think i did it so the, instead of the hammer, it's his sword or something. No, the hammer's still there, but no, you can't. Oh, right, okay. You just if the barrel comes, you're just screwed. You got to hmm. either climb on a ladder, you know, or just try to get out of the way. Um, but also, oh, the, there's no hammer at no, all. There are hammers, but you just can't reach them because you can't jump. <laughs> so well, can, okay, this cheat basically from the very on the bottom level on the very far right side by the ladder, you can climb down through the stage and then it like puts you out at the top of the stage and you can finish the stage in like i don't know six seconds and that's <laughs> nice because <laughs> i was trying to do it and maybe they patched the game or something because i couldn't get it to work and i tried i don't know five times <laughs> oh so so the replay was with the older version right and that's that's my assumption maybe right. i'm still just not doing it right but from what i've been reading i, I have but at any so, rate. so yeah. Danny, I got to ask. You know, now that Mario Maker's out, which didn't exist when this game came out, right? Doesn't it kind of like negate a lot of it? I mean, there is actually a couple of event stages on Mario Maker right now, actually, like this uh, last uh, last week, mm -hmm. which are actually called NES Remix. Yeah, they, I saw that. There's a Mario Brothers two stage um, that they've remixed, but you, you're playing as Birdo, right? <laughs> so and then if you complete it you get the birdo costume right i mean well i mean the biggest difference here is that you have more than just mario games but uh, yeah yeah yeah. but like you know that's those are the best games in nes remix right Right. And you to <laughs> well i like punch out too but um yeah you totally see that it's almost like when they're making these stages that they were using the the guts of mario maker to do some of this stuff because it's very yeah, I mean, sometimes I mean, it's just as simple yeah. as like, hey, we're making a Mario 1 stage in Mario 3 stuff. You know, I think they basically did that in one of them. But you can basically do all that now. Oh, so exactly. Kind of, you, so. you, you've got like 60% of NES remakes in Mario Maker. It's like, right. Yeah. I guess, I mean, what the thing here, the, the online leaderboards are great. You could compete with people all around the world. And I think your friends too. None of my friends have the game, so. <laughs> what Another thing do? added to Mario Maker, you can actually now do the best times. Oh, okay. Uh, they've been added. Best times and first to complete are now part of your uh, profile. Um, each stage has its own unique uh, profile and stats. Well, there might be no reason at all to own this game now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, none of the other game. well, maybe some of the games, but not yeah. enough. Not enough to warrant buying a whole game for it. I mean, at least here in Japan, it's pretty cheap. It's like 
I think 3,000 yen. It's not even that expensive. Maybe even cheaper than that by now. But um, And it came out really late. It just came out in the summertime. And that was like about a year. Uh, maybe something like 10 months after it came out in the West, which is this bizarre. But Oh, and there's an Excite Bike costume as well in Mario Maker. Oh, and yeah. People, yeah. Are, people are making Excite Bike stages. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's pretty much it for me. I, like I said, I still want to get into some of the other games that Ty's lent me. I just have to, you know, <laughs> be bothered to find my Wii or hack my current one, you know, and take care of that. So we will, we will shame you for every episode you haven't played his games. <laughs> That's fine. That's warranted. So, all right, we'll take another quick break here and Cyrus will close us out with new business. Right, and Cyrus, what you got, man? So, after, I, I, while I was packing last year to go to America for New Year's, I uh, suddenly got an intense bout of procrastination and decided to clear Bayonetta. <laughs> so, so, I had all my bags all, like, thrown open, all my stuff kind of deciding what was to go in, and I just said, nah, fuck it, I'm clearing Bayonetta tonight. Nice. So, I sat down for two days and just, like, ran through Bayonetta 2. Cyrus, I remember the the night of the podcast that we recorded, the last podcast we did, uh, maybe it was the Star Wars segment or something like that. Mm-hmm. After that, I was online and I saw you on my friends list and you were playing it. Yeah. It was like literally was... like literally min- <laughs> minutes after the podcast finished recording, <laughs> <laughs> you were straight on it. It was it was a pretty intense sudden need because we were talking about it and like, man, why haven't I played this goddamn game yet? <laughs> so uh, it's... It is exactly as good as I was hoping. Hmm. Like, Bayonetta 2 is an astoundingly good game. That's if if you play Bayonetta 1, the like it's a pretty mad it's it's a game that doesn't take itself seriously at all. It just embraces how ridiculous it is. Hmm. And then Bayonetta 2 just completely goes way over the top even further than that with this one. And uh like I was grinning like a complete idiot in the in the opening level because it's just totally bonkers. Hmm. If, if you have a Wii U, download the demo and play that first level. Is it the the jet fighter one? The jet fighter, yeah. where you're like, you're just going Christmas shopping, and then within like five minutes, you're riding on the back of an afterburner jet from Sega Afterburner, <laughs> fighting angels while the jet is like going upside down and sideways between buildings. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've played it. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. It's, it's a lot of fun. If you have a Japanese Wii U, there are no demos. <laughs> oh, well. What, seriously? Well, I don't... For a lot of the first-party stuff, they don't have demos. It's... Yeah. Or, you know, first-party published stuff. I've so. said it once. I'll say it again. Japanese people don't mind spending money yeah. and buying shit they don't need. Yes. That's true. And uh, I say that with a mountain of Disney figures. <laughs> <I think. laughs> but... <laughs> but uh, the... So the one thing I, I've... I thought was a bit iffy with Bayonetta 2 is that if you haven't played Bayonetta 1 this game will make no sense okay even I, I love Bayonetta 1 but I haven't played it in a few years and I was like hanging by my fingernails with the plot because <laughs> it's it's very very confusing isn't it kind of like that no matter where you come from it it's like 
isn't it? Maybe it's just a nonsensical plot in general. Uh, yeah, I've heard that. That even knowing what happens, it is pretty confusing. But there's a lot of time travel in Bayonetta. It's kind of which is kind of weird. It just kind of pops up every now and then. Hmm. So part of Bayonetta two is set during Bayonetta one. <laughs> but what's really cool and I love with this is that when you time travel back to Bayonetta one period, all of the enemies in the game are replaced by Bayonetta one enemies. Okay. So you don't fight any of the new enemies, and all the old enemies that are no longer in Bayonetta two are exclusively fought in the past levels. Nice. Which is a, a really cool little touch, and uh, it, the game is full of things like that, where it's just these little touches they don't don't need to do, but make the game so much sweeter and cooler. Like uh, if if you attach, you can attach different weapons to her hands and to her feet, and they give you new combo options. And if you attach the chainsaw weapons, you usually have them on your hands, but if you attach them to your feet. You no longer have a run animation. You're just like rollerblading around the place on chainsaws, <laughs> and, and it's it's so much fun. This game, definitely, definitely play it. Are you, are you? Is this a disc version you've got? I have the disc version, so that's a, that's actually a shame because I think you actually get a discount for the Bayonetta one. That's, yes, so I'm like I really want to play Bayonetta one, so I'm gonna download it off the Wii console at some point. Oh. But did the like it? Did they like James's? Whoops, I'm they, sorry. Did they not have like a two pack in in Europe for that? They did, but I felt that since I'd played Bayonetta one already, I didn't really need to buy it again. Okay. But now I'm like, I want it again. Okay. okay. And yeah, I think if, I think if you buy it online, it's like you buy one for thirty, you get the other for twenty. Okay. Whichever whichever one you buy. Right. Yeah, it's like they have a combined cost of sixty euro or sixty pounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought so, it was fifty, but yeah, yeah, you could be right. It, it, if you buy Bayonetta 2, it costs £50. If okay. you buy Bayonetta 1, it's £30. But if you buy them both, you get the discount until it's down to £60 okay. combined. Or you could just buy an eBay for both for like 30 That's <laughs> <Yeah>, true. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I will totally get Bayonetta 1 because Bayonetta 2 is just so good. It makes me want to go back and play the other one. So I am cool. doubly hyped to play her in Smash Bros. now after oh yeah man can't wait for that and and also the uh, little 8-bit version of her which will eventually turn up in Mario Maker <laughs> probably man having her doing like I hope if they add Bayonetta to Mario Maker that she has like a special ability in uh, in Bayonetta 1 and 2 that she like she can turn keys but she pole dances on them when she does it <laughs> Because Bayonetta is just like, fuck it, let's go mad sexualization because it's great fun. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I think Mario Maker's actually overtaken Smash Brothers for the game with the most amiibo compatibility. I think li- literally every card. Everything. Yeah, I think every card and every figure works with it now. Well, <laughs> wow. It's pretty so, mental. What I'm really hoping is that if they do add Bayonetta to Mario Maker, that when you slide down the pole at the end of oh, the level, right, yeah. <laughs> that she spins around while she does it. <laughs> They might just do that, right? That would be amazing. And, uh, yeah, so go play that game. You have no excuse. Cyrus has instructed you thus. Well, then I must do this eventually, too. Yeah, yeah. I and think that's pretty much all I played. I was out of the country for most of the last two weeks. Okay, cool. All right, well, we'll take another quick musical break here and be back with the news. 
Writes, and we're here for the news. Uh, not a whole lot of stuff going on, but we're going to kind of update you on maybe some of the stuff that happens, well, obviously between now and the, and the uh, previous episode. But uh, actually, this happened right around Christmas Day or so that <laughs> the 2DS was finally announced to be coming out here in Japan. What? And, uh, yeah, it's going to be coming out on February 27th, and... If you you might remember, this is actually coinciding with the 3DS virtual console release of the Game Boy Pokemon games, and in Japan, as opposed to the West, this actually means four games, and that's you know Pokemon Red, Pokemon Green, the original two, uh, Pokemon Blue, which is what basically kind of yeah, like the, yeah the update yes, and then you know Pokemon Yellow, you know the Pikachu edition, and uh, but yeah, there's a 2DS for each of these games, <laughs> like they're they're all different colors and. Uh, you know, they have the nice little uh, Super Famicom color buttons on them, too, which I don't think that they did that in the West. No, I think you're right, yeah. Because so, that was way before the new 3DS, right? Right. With the, the Famicom buttons, so yeah. Exactly. They've, they've combined the new 3DS with the 2DS. Right, I mean... <laughs> Wait, is this not even a new 3DS? No, no. This is just a 2DS? Just a 2DS. That's it, man. Oh my god, Nintendo, why? So, and, well, that's what we're we're it's pretty for the sure. kids. Very little we're pretty kids. Sure. But it, well, the thing is too, like if, if if you have a new 3ds and you wanted to even just to use this just for whatever reason, you it, this is a Game Boy. That's what they're doing. They're making it look <laughs> like a Game Boy, and they're selling a Game Boy games in the shape of a Game Boy game. It's like yeah, that's what they're selling it as basically. Right. But I mean, you know, you can't transfer your new 3ds stuff back to the older 3ds model. So if that's something that you thought you wanted to do, well, guess what? You can't. <laughs> So. This this is just needlessly clouding the market further with the well, nonsense yeah. of 3ds, 2ds, new 3dss. Well, it's been clouded for a long time in the West. So, yeah, um, but I think it, know, I, I honestly didn't think they'd ever do this because I mean, we're like we're literally at the end of the 3ds family of whatever you call it. What's the bullshit they say? The family, of, family systems. of systems. Yeah, but I mean that that's probably exactly the reason then. Because I mean, you know, 3ds sales have kind of started to plateau, let maybe even just dip down a lot further than what they want. So I mean, with this and you know the pricing on this too is similar to the West. So this is going to be priced at nine thousand nine hundred eighty yen. Basically, I mean, it's like eighty two U S dollars with the current rates. But I mean, you know. Uh, rel- bucks. relatively speaking to people living in Japan, it's basically like paying about a hundred bucks, you know, uh, on a related note, the American uh, Nintendo of America have an eBay shop, <laughs> which is completely <laughs> bizarre. They're the only region to have one. Uh-huh. And they were selling, uh, refurbished two DSs for $60. Wow. So yeah, if you want an American region two DS, then yeah, now's the time. Cool. They were selling like hot cakes. So yeah. So who knows? I don't know. I, I think I think it looks really cool, and just that makes me kind of want one or all of them. But you know, that's not. <laughs> yeah, the way they present it is like gotta catch them all. Like, I, I yeah, got... the boxes are really nice. Yeah. Like they have the old Japanese style Pokemon boxes. Right. And the... Yeah, they, they, and the they make the console. Are... Yeah, they make the console box look like the old game boxes. Basically. Right. Yeah. But I mean, then, that, then again, they have the old game boxes coming out with the digital versions and the magnets and all that <laughs> yeah. stuff. So that probably would be the the cheaper route to go if you're going to buy all of them. <laughs> route. And, uh, I do kind of like that. It's got the you know the the casing of the console is like that semi-transparent. Yeah. And when I played uh, my Game Boy Advance, was a, one of those semi-transparent things. Right. So it gives me nostalgia looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Me- me, me too, too. Yeah. Me too. It was, I think it was semi. It was transparent purple. This right. No, it was, was glacier. 
<laughs> so, all right. Uh, moving on here, James, do you want to take that next little bit of news? Um, NX. Yeah, always fun times. NX. I mean, this is the year of the NX uh, reveal, or at least news is going to start coming out, right? So uh, the NX concept is supposedly going to be announced by Nintendo between March and May. Um, so who's the douchebag who made this shit up? Um, <laughs> Junko Yamamura. So, yeah. so yeah, Junko Yamamura. So anyway, we're going to actually have a look at the actual console in June. That will be obviously three, uh, E3, right? Right. And uh, this douchebag thinks it's going to be released in October or November. Um, so Junko works for Nomura Securities, um, basically. Like Noted a, expert a, on video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who's literally never played a video game. Um, I mean, isn't the so- the usual the source of the links leaks with Nintendo? Isn't it's usually like uh, Nikkei, isn't it? They're the ones to the, to trust Tip- these kind of things. That typically. was the original 3DS leak, right? Right. Um, stuff like that. Anyway, they said uh, prepare yourselves for this news. By the way, it's going to shock you. Um, the NX may cannibalize the existing sales of 3DS and Wii U. Yeah. So. Wow, thanks for <laughs> so baby's why? first market analysis. Yeah, yeah, so I mean... Wow, uh, a new console will steal sales from previous consoles? This is unfounded news. Yeah, so I thought... I mean, I thought I'd at least... I'm, call, I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it'd be interesting to at least bring this up just to show people that, okay, look, nobody knows shit about you know NX right now, and just because somebody person says that this is going to happen doesn't necessarily mean it will. Uh, and then like well, saying well, things with like the 3ds, what was it? The, the 3ds from announcement, like from actually seeing it for the first time to actually coming out, wasn't it like a year and a half? Yes. The Wii U was pretty much the same. Why the hell would you like show and then release a system within, you know, like three months? That's just stupid. doesn't seem like it's enough time. <laughs> It really doesn't. I, like, I, I've been saying this for like a year now. I, this is the year to, to build up momentum for the NX and to, you know, to slow down uh, the Wii. Well, it doesn't really need slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Zelda is coming out at the end of this year, um, probably in November. And then, you know, that'll be the swan song. And then, you know, next year, 2017, will be the, the year of the NX. So... You know, I I just don't see that changing, hmm. but you know, I could be wrong. Right. I'll I'll edit my tweets accordingly to make it look like I'm always right. Like <laughs> I usually do. Good, perfect. I'll send. I'll I'll make two tweets. Yeah. <laughs> NX definitely coming out this year. NX definitely coming out next year. There you go. There you go. Perfect. So next up, Sai, uh, how about you take this next bit of news and maybe Ty can help you out a little bit there too. If possible. Guess we can share. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Pokémon Tournament is rapidly approaching its release in uh, all territories. And so news is kind of starting to drip feed out all over the place. Pre-orders are up in all the game stops around Japan, or game stores. <laughs> game stops. And, uh, yeah, we have those here, I promise. Yes. <laughs> but, but, um... So they've just uh, some information about like the local multiplayer has kind of started to show up, and the so the way Pokémon Tournament plays, if you haven't seen it, is that 
it's most of the game is played like over the shoulder. Right. So it's like a third person view directly behind the Pokemon you play as. So if you're playing local versus, it's difficult to do that without doing like a split screen. So they've decided to put to split the game into two, where one person will play on the Wii gamepad, and one person will play on the TV. Mm-hmm. So which is fine. It's kind of okay, but. What weirds me out about this is that if this is the only way to play local, uh, like to play local versus, yes. they've been pushing like the new, like the arcade equivalent Wii U game controller for Pokemon at the same time. So only one person will ever get the actual arcade experience at home, and the other person, like the younger brother, <laughs> will be will be playing on the Wii the Wii gamepad. So from a competitive point of view. This is just like another step where Pokemon is like, we don't care. <laughs> Suck no it, Bill. Yeah. yeah, like I have. Well, you could buy you could buy two, right? You could buy two pads and then just have one pad while looking at the gamepad. What? <laughs> 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 Wait, I'm sorry, you lost me at like the third pad. In <laughs> you can use the the Wii U gamepad, you know, touch controller screen as a mini TV. While holding the a second pocket uh, pocket <laughs> pocket pad, this sounds like the kind of logic that could get you a job at the pocket design. <laughs> it sounds like an yeah. ideal situation. I've been feeding yeah. them ideas. You should see the shit that they rejected. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it just it makes me feel like what was the point of releasing this like arcade equivalent controller if. If you're going to be hamstringing so many players to play local anyway, right? How, how do you how do you play uh, two player at the arcades? Is, is it just two different um, arcade two cabinets? cabinets? Yeah, yeah, two different cabinets. Yeah, and uh, they're all like they're all land together, or they play online. And the online netcode is very good in Japan. Japan has excellent arcade infrastructure, so playing online at home with your arcade pad will probably be totally fine. It's just this local part that bugs me. I know Ty loves, you know playing fighting games online via Wi-Fi. It's just the way he loves to do it, right? On your Wii U gamepad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm listening to myself, or listening to this and thinking to myself, you know, could you have a LAN play with the Wii U? And, but, you know, I already know the answer to that. They're not going to do it. Because it's not the GameCube. Yeah, I, they did with the GameCube. You could have LAN play. But there, there is a LAN adapter, isn't there? A USB thing? Well, it's a Wii one, but you can use it on Wii U, yeah. No, 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 no. There's a there's a one for the Wii U. That, yes, but it, it's, it wasn't like Monster Hunter or something used it? It is literally the Wii one. It's just a Oh, USB. it is? Literally I'm the same pretty one. pretty sure it was. Well. Crazy. Oh, so maybe that would actually be really cool if they had LAN option for if this it, game. Yeah, if this game gets a competitive play in the future, it won't. they could have a land play and it would look good it would look good at events Hmm. but but by the way can i just make ty's headache implode for one second um the nwr staff tournament the smash brothers tournament i won two games while playing on the game pad (laughs) neat over over wi-fi on the game pad overseas yes with guys in america neat you are well prepared for Pokemon. <laughs> yes, yes, there was some lag, but you know, I don't. Yes, there was some asterisk lag. 
Yeah, not enough for uh, me to not win, so whatever. Yeah, so in other minor Pokemon news is a new character will be announced uh, on the 15th, so it's like a week as of recording. Mm-hmm. And for, for the last couple of character releases, they've hinted at them by giving... They're saying this character has this Japanese letter in its name. So the hint for this time is Ra. And, uh, Rapunzel? So get Get your guess, yeah, I think Ratata, the Japanese name, has an R in there, so maybe we finally get to play as Joey's top percentile Ratata. <laughs> final boss of the game. Cool. My money is on Swampert, the, like, the starter from Ruby Sapphire, because they have the other two. Has, I got a ra- has it got a Ra in it? In Japanese? It's got two Ra's in his name. Okay. It's like Rage... Raji or something? Ragi Raji? Right. Sure, why Kiss not? Him. Kissing mother, mother with that mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's my hot tip: Swampert confirmed for Pokémon tournament. Cool. No Pokémon tournament con- <laughs> confirmed for not tournament viable. Yes. <laughs> and uh, side, do you also want to just mention that last little bit of news that you put on there? That little bit. Yeah. This side note is uh, if so, there's a line of figures in Japan called Figma, which are these really superposable action figures you can buy, and. Uh, they just announced a new Zelda-themed one, which is from... It's Link from Link Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. And this figure is absolutely gorgeous. This oh, is like, that's pretty cool. This is like one of the nicest-looking Link figures I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't really buy posable figures anymore. I, <laughs> anymore? I, I'm exclusively... <laughs> I'm, my fixed Figma... Or not Figma, my fixed Disney Infinity figures take up all my shelf space. But... This one is seriously tempting me because it's super, super cute. Mm-hmm. Not none of the Toys to Life toys move, do they? Do they? The Skylanders ones. The the new game has like wheeled vehicles, so you can roll them around. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess the Lego Dimensions they do, don't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... It's Lego in it. You can throw your amiibo around. <laughs> around yeah. Well, I should say my son does like you know throw my my slash his amiibos around quite a lot <laughs> they see a lot of action because <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll get those transformable air wings that uh, miyamoto was talking about or not right. yeah, yeah never. <laughs> so yeah if you're interested in figures you should totally look up the link between worlds uh figma figure because it's super super nice or just look on your smart device right now you can see a picture of it right there that's another thing much, i always like how much to, is it i always like to point this out you know, for pictures and stuff like that, if you think any of the stuff we're talking about is interesting, just look at your phone, look at your device, if you have the enhanced version. Huh, there it is. Wow, that's cool. See? How do you do that, Danny? It's That's magic. amazing. It's, it's, it's voodoo magic. <laughs> and yeah, for price, it launches at like 5,000 yen, which is about like $45. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're pricey, <laughs> yeah. but they're pretty. Whoa, that es- escalated quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of escalating quickly, uh, here are some notable new releases on the Wii U Virtual Console. Basically, the only things that people would really care about other than Box Boy Here over the past couple of weeks, this this is always a fun one. I always loved this series back in the Game Boy Advance. Super Mario Advance 4, a.k.a. Well, I think in America it was called Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> which is just asinine. Oh my god, god that's here, brilliant. Here, they just call it Super Mario Advance 4, as far as I know. 
Um, All they need is a new and a plus in there. Yes. But hey, you know, the cool thing about this version is because, you know, at the time, the e-reader was a thing. And if you wanted to play like special stages with this game, you could if you had the e-reader oh, right. and packs of cards. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. One really cool thing they did with this is that they added in the e-reader stages. Oh shit! Did they? Yes. Nice. So and I, I was remember. Fuck, I was, that's amazing. Yeah, I was every looking, every single e-card e-card level. I guess I think they said shit. Uh, they, a, they said wow. it on the site. Um, so that I I really want to get this just to play this and i thought about getting it and reviewing it but mr koopman beat me to the punch <laughs> i i am i am rarely impressed with nintendo's you know virtual console you know releases and that is impressive yeah so the next ones eh, you know the next after that uh final fantasy one and two advance uh that's another thing that came out on wii u here uh super mario 64 ds which <laughs> it's just uh, wait 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 mario 64 ds yes Exactly. Not Mario Kart 64. No. Not Mario Kart DS. Mario okay. Kart 64. Because I, I reviewed that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. No. Shit. So this that's a thing that's out on Wii U here. And I think it's coming to Europe. Or it is in Europe. Maybe by the time you're listening, this is already that, out that there. That would be interesting how it would work with the analog stick. Uh, yeah. Well, it, you, you do have to run with a button, don't you? Exactly. And that will, will not change. But can you imagine like using the Wii U, the Wii U gamepad screen to, as the analog stick? <laughs> it's like freaking massive. Yeah. It's like an analog stick, you know, the size of a small TV. <laughs> it's like it doesn't work, does it? Perfect. But back to the Final Fantasy one and two, aren't they supposed to be like really good versions of those original ones? Yeah. Like from what I hear, I think that this this I was but, the, but really... they're like the super they're the Famicom ones, though, right? Right. Well, I mean, yeah, but they're updated and stuff kind of visually and whatnot. Because, um, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, back on Game Boy Advance, I mean, other than Final Fantasy three, the original Final Fantasy three on NES, um, everything else was basically remade in basically Super Nintendo-esque form. And uh, I believe in Japan, I'm trying to remember, because I saw this at a shop, they had a Final Fantasy one and two like set. I could have swore, maybe it was maybe just a Famicom special thing that they did, or could have even been Super Famicom. I don't remember, but you know they, they did this all Super Nintendo style and Game Boy Advance. All the things looked pretty great, and um, I remember they did it for Dragon Quest. It's like a Super oh, yeah. Famicom version of Dragon Quest one, two, three, or something. Yeah, they did that stuff on the Game Boy Color. I thought. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's very cool and. I mean, basically every Final Fantasy game ever on Nintendo platforms, well, on Super Nintendo and NES and stuff like that, that's available on the Wii U in Japan. Uh, Final Fantasy Advance, Final Fantasy VI Advance also came out a couple of weeks ago as well. Then, um, you know, there's already Final Fantasy VI, the Super Nintendo version out there too. So um, They need to get those in the English eShops. I don't know if they are, but... <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, then after that, Mario Kart 64 uh, is also out here as well. Um, yeah, I don't, I'm not really sure if that's out other in other regions. It seems like it should be. It absolutely <laughs> should be. <laughs> so, and if it's the if the European one has it, I'm, I I really hope it's the uh, American version. I hope it's <laughs> not. not. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. We suffered enough. Yeah, well, you could suffer a little bit more. But anyway, I, I infamously prefer Diddy Kong over that anyway. Yeah, so. me too. Oh, you do? Yes. Yes, I do. I Ty? never owned it back uh, in the day. Mario Kart 64 is better competitive multiplayer. Diddy Kong is better, like, single player and co-op. Sure. 
Back in the day, I actually preferred playing Super Nintendo multiplayer over that. I did too. Well, that only has two <laughs> players, not four. That's true, that's true. I still like yeah. it better. Uh, I think Mario Kart yeah. 64 has the best competitive multiplayer of any Mario Kart game. Hmm. Well, that's like your opinion, man. No, it's fact. <laughs> My will is made manifest. <laughs> so how about oh. you, man? Were you Mario Kart 64 guy, Diddy Kong? Neither. Okay. Wow. Uh, I was Wipeout 2097. Get out. Cool. So... Yeah, well, I never really had access to an N64, so I'm massively out of the loop with those games. Okay. This is not the time, Cyrus. This is not the time. Yes. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well, now comes to the part where everybody loves, and that's the charts. Charts, charts, charts. And actually, this this comes from December 28th to January 3rd, which is arguably probably old. the biggest. <laughs> yeah, old. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, this is arguably the busiest shopping time of the year for Japan. Everybody just got their money for New Otoshidama. Year's. Yeah, Otoshidama is what they call it. And so tons of stuff, you know, are, are just flying off the shelves. And, uh, you know, I guess per usual here, uh, Ty, would you mind just hammering through some of these? You don't have to, we don't have to talk the numbers, but we can just talk about what games are in the top 10 that particular week. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right, software top ten, number ten. Drum roll, please. Mario and Luigi PC load letter. <laughs> <laughs> number nine, Fallout Four, PS4 version. What? Yes, yeah, that game is. It has its fans in Japan. I see the. I was at Comic Con yep. and I saw this great Fallout cosplayer that I saw last time too. Mm-hmm. And I got some Fallout yep. books. Few few guys in my classes uh, got it for Christmas. Nice. All right, number eight, Animal Crossing, Happy Home, whatever. <laughs> House arrest. Mm-hmm. All right, number seven, Rhythm Heaven, the best of plus. Hey, Danny's got that. Yeah, yes, I do. Did did that make it into your top ten? It did, right? Yeah, it did. Well, it would have. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It did. Yes. It okay. Did. Okay. Number six. Minecraft PlayStation Velveeta Edition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, because that's a physical thing. Yes, and there is interesting. Note. There's no physical Wii U one, right? Right. Media Create, and I think all the guys that that cover sales data here in Japan, they do not do digital stuff. That's all Nintendo. So that that'll have to come out at some other time. Yep. Okay. Number five, Yokai Watch Busters. Mm-hmm. They're over 2.21 million. That's way too many. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, spinoff title. It prints money. <laughs> All right, next. Mario Maker, baby. Number four. That's Mario Ooh. Maker. Oh, so it hasn't uh, hasn't quite reached a million yet. 726,000. Mm-hmm. I think I incorrectly predicted it would reach a million by Christmas. God. So I'm, I'm a bit off there. but Better yeah. luck next time. No. <laughs> All right, number three, Splatoon. Yeah, that's over a million. Number two, Monster Strike. Uh, That's an iOS game on 3DS. Yes. Yeah, it's just just weird. I just don't know why that's so popular. Maybe I'm old now. Is this me being old? No, maybe people are buying it on accident when they're looking for Monster Hunter, which is the actual number one. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Can 
have the Monster game. <laughs> All right, so is it Monster Hunter X or is it Monster Hunter Cross? Cross. Take Cross. a shot. Come on, Ty. You've, how long have you lived in Japan? <laughs> All right. Two. Jesus Christ, 2.5 million? Yes. And it launched. What? This has barely been out a month. Yes. It's already it? sold more copies than Monster Hunter 4, and uh, it's barely been out a month. That's more than twice Splatoon. <laughs> Jesus. Fucking hell. Right. Even, yeah. Well, it's even beaten Yokai Watch, which is amazing. No, right. Number one game series on the number one platform in Japan. There you go. Right. Exactly. And Capcom had a good new year. Yeah, I'm waiting for a Splatoon on uh, on 3DS, man. That's going to kill. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I know. That's the sad thing. But that's some nice faceplates if you have a you know regular-sized new 3DS. <laughs> Just wait for NX. Then you get your portable Splatoon. Yes. I guess, you know, looking at the hardware, like Ty said, 3DS is on top. Uh, PS4 comes next. Then the Vita, Wii U, PS3, and then the lowly Xbox One. Um which, well, hey, Xbox is killing it at Christmas. Well, we've seen this higher. This is higher back in like October. Was it? I thought it was like around a, a, more than this. <laughs> 765 <laughs> copies. <laughs> units. Yeah. Um, units, yeah. That is three digits, folks. Yes. You heard it here. Yes. So Three digits, yeah. Congratulations, well, it's always, it's always three. Come on. It's always three digits. <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give it a break. Must be that free but, killer instinct month. Yeah. But looking at, you know, some of the, the best top selling games of 2015 in Japan, actually all of the games on the top 10 list are on Nintendo platforms. Jesus. It's pretty, yeah, pretty nuts. And I'll, I'll go ahead and just kind of list this off here. You know, Monster Hunter Cross, that's number one, about two and a half million. Yokai Watch Busters is next. Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. Then comes in Splatoon. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going like the opposite way. I'm going from the top down. Um, then uh, Dragon Quest Eight on 3DS. Uh, that was a little under... That's coming out this year in the West, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that and Seven. So get mm-hmm. hyped. Um, and then, yeah, Super Mario Maker is way up there too. Monster Strike, Yokai Watch 2. Rhythm Heaven the Best Plus. And then Fire which, Emblem... Which version of 2? Yokai Watch 2, oh, 1, sh- 2, 2, or 2, 3? This is Shinuchi. Like the new version that came out like at the end of last year. 2, 3, okay. Yeah, basically. So... And then hardware, and I wanted to point this out too because a lot of sites are incorrectly, <laughs> maybe their source site that they got this from put this down incorrectly, and then all these other websites are doing it too, giving the poor Wii U or just like a very, uh, it's, I don't know, it's just very stupid. But, uh, you know, 3DS, number one for the year with only about 2 million units moved. Uh, then next after that is the PlayStation 4, about 1.2 million. Uh, then the Vita including Vita TV, about 950, you know, a little bit under a million. Then the Wii U comes in with 820,000 units, and then PS3, and then Xbox One. Uh, Xbox One sold... How much is Xbox One in the whole year? A little under 20,000 units. <laughs> Boom. So, yeah, that's it. Those are basically the, the hottest games of that you can find here in Japan, but it's still, like, pretty damn low compared to years past and this allegedly you know a, a historic 26 year low so <laughs> so we you didn't quite manage a million in the year in the year right right but you know i guess when it comes to software and stuff too it's with the with all the stuff a lot of the different consoles having a lot of digital stuff especially nintendo i mean none of that's taken into consideration with this with these sales 
Um, so we use in total is three million now in Japan, right. which is which is it's is all right. It's beating the PS4. Right. And is it beating the Vita? No, it's not. <laughs> the Vita is all uh, four and a half million. Right. But um, it's a handheld yeah, with, in Japan, so that makes sense. Yeah, with Splatoon, it's you know Splatoon is like one. What was it? One point something million, right? right. One point one five million. Right. So that's like that's a like one out of one in three Wii U owners has has Splatoon, which is pretty amazing. It has captured the imagination of Japan in general. It's crazy, and you hear especially you know us guys. You know we work at with schools at schools and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And you hear a lot of uh, students and stuff talking about it. it. It's just a really hot thing between that and Mario Maker. A lot of kids are talking about that stuff. Um, yeah, people who even if they don't have Wii U's, they're interested in Splatoon as a, as a thing. Yeah, you know? if it's the mer- the merchandise, the T-shirts, you know, whatever yeah. the look. And yeah, the merchandise is it's cool, and you're starting to I'm starting to see it like a lot more places too. Yeah, I see the the Splatoon like the plushes are in some of the gash or not the gashpons, the UFO, UFO catchers. catchers now. Oh yeah, we we should have known this. Tai was probably one of the first people in Japan to grab one. <laughs> Um, there's the things that plug into your headphone jack, into your iPhone. Uh-huh. I see lots of students with those. Right. Um, you know, it's like a little, inc- uh, not an inkling, but like a squid thing that goes in it. Um, but yeah, this is definitely going to become like, you know, it's going to be like the next, you know, big character for them, I think. Um, I th- I hope they go all nuts, they go just go all out on the NX, you know, with like expanding on it. You know, may- maybe making some characters with with names you know so it can become like the next you know mario or whatever right you know um or maybe not the next mario but you know the next whatever kirby or you know a, a second or third tier kind of nintendo character sure um because i really think it does have potential to do that um i mean it, it wasn't in this this smash brothers but you sure as hell the inklings are going to oh, be yeah, in the next they, smash they brothers. will be the first announced character in the next smash bros yeah the inklings They'll be hopefully in the next Mario Kart. I mean, it would have good made a good DLC to be honest, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it'll definitely be in the next all Nintendo games. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Mark my words. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to go ahead and do it for the news. So we'll wrap up with that. Take another quick break and be back on the other side with some feedback from you, and then a little cool. bit of just some extra talk from us towards the end of the show. So stay tuned. <laughs> And if you want to hear your comments, email, complaints, read on the air, uh, you can send us an email at Famicast at NintendoWorldReport.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter at the Famicast, Or talk shit to us in the talkback thread below on NintendoWorldReport.com. Yeah, send all complaints to at SuperCatDrugs. <laughs> yes, I crave salt. Direct, just direct message. Yeah, I was just waiting for that. Uh, you know, Danny at NintendoWorldReport.com. That works too. <laughs> all that too. Yes. So uh, this email actually comes from Anthony Dranfield with his 2015 most played games. And yeah, I'll just go ahead and read. Actually, Always James. There's a whole list. Yeah, how about you go ahead and read this Jesus stuff? Jesus Christ. Anthony's um, gone all out. 
So yeah, his best games of two. <laughs> he says categorically, unarguably, the best games of two thousand fifteen. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess he's a yeah he's a Nintendo guy. Yeah. He plays lots of games, a lot of hours. Uh, he liked uh, the Pokemon's, the Pandora's Towers. Pandora's Tower, that's a virtual console game. Yes, well, we game. Right? Yeah. Prime Trilogy, which has reminded me that I have that game and haven't played it for more than 25 minutes. <laughs> uh, Fire Emblem on GBA, Xenoblade Chronicles 3D, Phoenix Wright Trilogy, Danny, yeah. you're on that, right? Well, no, this is just the DS game, not even the trilogy oh right okay i thought about getting it just to so i don't have to keep borrowing stuff from ty <laughs> uh shin mega 10 4 a game series that none of us plays <laughs> uh mario 3d world yep that i think that was in my top 10 as well damn uh, 98 Smash hours Brothers. <laughs> yeah 98 jesus christ yeah these are all like yeah it starts at 40 hours and goes up yeah yeah smash brothers he paid for 151 hours we should have got him on our team. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Monster Under 4, 174 hours. Damn. Wow. So I guess this is an, an, uh, an American system, I guess. Could be. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where he's from. Yeah. Anthony, sound <laughs> off on Twitter. Uh, where are you from? Or maybe you're already following us and I could find that out anyways. But anyways, <laughs> holler yeah. at us on Twitter. So um, Let's look at some other tweets that we got. Did we get some? Um, so... Unhatched Yoshi Egg wants us to sprinkle Japanese TV commercials in between the breaks on the Famicast. Uh-oh. Be careful what you wish <laughs> I, for. Yeah, no, no, no. It might be Danny, happening from now on. Don't do that. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. James be like, Danny, you need to change this. Like, okay. And then let's post it like it as is. <laughs> um, people asking if uh, Adam Avenko? Uh, he's he, you might have heard him on the A4 podcast. He's a huge Monster Hunter guy. He runs the Gaijin Hunter Tumblr. Um, asking people are asking if he can be on the Famicast uh, talk about Monster Hunter because we don't have a Monster Hunter guy. Uh, we had John Davis at the telephone, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, um, yeah. If you want to hear more talk about Monster Hunter, then let us know and we'll uh, we'll try and set that up mm-hmm. if we can get our parents on the call uh what else have we got oh yeah and uh, also a good friend of the show rich uh at rich 70 on on uh, twitter he says uh, finally nice to hear something other than slavishly uncritical praise for episode seven hmm. i guess he's referring to our special uh, star wars segment Ooh. where uh, certain people shat on certain oh, aspects okay. of episode seven first of all <laughs> if you haven't listened to that segment and you have any interest in star wars please do so and um yeah, I thought my guy Josh was on point on a lot of things, and I agreed with some of his bitches and complaints. And um, I agreed with none of them. I know. So I know. that's the ba- that's the balance. <laughs> <laughs> so now, hey, and he'll be happy to hear that. I'll I'll uh, make sure to mention something. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. totally off the grid. I mean, you can't even mail him up. At, you know, yeah, that's letter. true. Yeah, doesn't even have email. Yeah, I'll write him a letter. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then Danny, you. Are, do you want me to read out uh, the letter? You know what? I'll go ahead and read this one out here. So we got an email from our good, good friend, Minoru. Uh, he's the still ghost alive. of Minoru. Yeah, rest in yeah. peace. <laughs> <laughs> he's alive again. Um, and uh, here's what he had to say to us. He said, you know, dear family dudes, happy new year. Akeome koto yoro. Uh, I still bi-monthly enjoy listening to you guys. Recently I got a PS4 and I'm enjoying Bloodborne. And uh, right now he's kind of... Uh, he's get, doing a lot of stuff with like work and 
maybe moving on to like better position and stuff like that. So, you know, way to go. I mean, he's a busy guy. Yeah. Busy guy. I'm always rooting for him. I know that. And, um, you know, I want the, uh, the sad thing is he's going to be uh, moving to, uh, the other side of Japan and, yeah, so uh, we won't be able to see him, I guess. Well, maybe Matt will be able to see him. You know, I'm starting, <laughs> another, to, I'm starting to see another Famicast alumni. I'm starting to see a trend here. It's like it seems like any Famicast guy moves to Osaka, they quit the show. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. well, I, I, I sure as hell aren't going to Osaka anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I just <laughs> bought a house, so I don't think I'm going anywhere. Damn. Nothing against Osaka. It's no. a nice place. Osaka's but, you know, great. I'm, I'm happy near Tokyo. Yeah. So. so. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. We miss you, Minoru. And uh, yeah, good Good luck with your new endeavors. Yes. And uh, good to see you still playing from software games. Yeah. I <laughs> I knew that he would be. I knew that he would. <laughs> he got a PS4 just for that, probably. Right? I, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, and that's totally cool. I respect that. And he does play Splatoon because uh, he, he, I did see him online playing one time. I don't think he's played uh, 3DS but... for a long time because I think I was scrolling through my friend list and saw so many people that, you know, like Ty, I think. It's like, you know. It basically said my system's dead. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I think Minoru said like last seen online, and then it was like two months ago. Or or three, like three months or more. It basically says like yeah, ten years ago. It doesn't matter. Ties just says you know account redacted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, that's pretty much going to do it for the feedback. Like I said, if you guys want to have your stuff read out, go ahead and hit us up. I mean, it could be anything. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, what were your games last year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was hoping we get a little bit more stuff about that. And uh, yeah, if you guys still want to send those in, please go ahead and do so. Actually, we might have got them. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you, I think somebody sent me one privately. Okay. And I just kind of ignored it. <laughs> Great job. So yeah, we've also got uh, another late entry in the uh, top games uh, of last year. Um, got a tweet from uh, Carol Lepoudre who thinks she's written him before and she just wanted to chime in with her uh, hours logged in. Uh, she's been playing Splatoon for 309 hours. <laughs> cool. <Wow. laughs> God. Which, yeah. So, which has got me beat by several times over. Loser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, she also been playing uh, a lot of uh, SteamWorld Dig mm-hmm. and uh, Mario Maker Two. So yeah, Mario Maker Two. There's a second one. <laughs> yeah, there will be one day. Yeah. Insta buy. Yes. So yeah. Mario Advance Five, Mario Maker Two. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we can only be so lucky. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that's about it for tweets. Cool. All right, well, that's going to go ahead and do it for the feedback for this part of the show. Like I said, send us a line on you know Twitter, email, talkback, whatever. We want to hear from you guys, so uh, send that letter in to us. So I'll tell you what, we'll take one more quick break. Then we have, uh, before we sign out, we're going to kind of talk about well, what we've been up to over the past. Life in Japan. Basically life in Japan. Kind of. Like literally what we were doing over the holidays. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. This month's Famicast is brought to you by Recruit Holdings. Baito suru nara, town walk. Not really, but maybe.
this is going to be kind of like an unorthodox slash unorganized version of a Life in Japan segment. Basically, it's telling you guys about what we did here over the holidays. And you know what? Just to get this out of the way, Cyrus, Mr. I Hate Japan, and we're not going to spend the holidays here. Where the hell did you go? I have a special Life in the USA segment for you. <laughs> so, yeah, my, my girlfriend, she lives in America. So I'm off every holiday I get. I leave this lovely country to go visit her. What What was the first thing you heard in America? The first person that you met, the first American person you met. What did he or she say to you? Passport, please. Oh, that's boring. Don had a yeah, lot, a lot better story than that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to any people from that country. Okay. They, they don't say nice things. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely not to Don Koopman. God, I felt bad for him. That was terrible. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> nah, so, yeah, so my, I went to the lovely land of New Jersey, tourist hotspot during the winter. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I didn't really do a whole lot. I, I did get to go into, like, Toys R Us and see what the American Amiibo situation was, which is pretty good. There's... All those restocks are everywhere now, so it's... The one thing that really shocked me, though, is Skylanders is goddamn crazy popular there. Like, going from Japan, where they were still trying to clear their stock of the original Skylander game, like, four years later, for 99 cents each. <laughs> and then uh, then Toys R Us, which has three separate aisles, all dedicated to, toy to Skylanders. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, that's nuts. Actually, have I, I can connect my uh, life in Japan to uh, Cyrus's, so I think I would go for next. Go for it. It makes sense. No, so, so you went to New Jersey, right? <clears throat> yep. So my son, uh, he's like hugely into Ghostbusters at the moment. You know, thanks to me, obviously. And uh, so we're watching a lot of Ghostbusters episodes, and um, he actually got a, a proton pack for his uh, Christmas present, and uh, a, a homemade uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, uniform cool uh yeah basically we found this like orange um jumpsuit um which is kind of like a like a kid's version of like a you know like an engineering kind of outfit and then just put the ghostbusters patches on it hmm. <laughs> it looks pretty cool anyway we we're watching uh ghostbusters together over christmas and there was <laughs> there was this episode like set in uh, new jersey and there were some ghosts um attacking a chocolate factory and um, Egon, Egon gets out his um, you know, PKE meter and scans the ghosts and he goes um, uh, these ghosts are clearly from New Jersey because they're showing no signs of intelligence oh. and I just, I just thought that was like way harsh for like a kids TV show it's like Jeez. I was like Jesus Christ yeah what a random harsh burn <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, and the, the ghosts were like, you know, the just, you know, typical like New New Jersey kind of guys, you know, yeah. like <laughs> I thought those were crazy harsh. And anyway, <laughs> that's ridiculous. So yeah, um, lots of Ghostbusters fun to be had. Uh, watch both both of the movies over Christmas, but um, yeah, like uh, I didn't get any games for Christmas, by the way. Um, don't think about anything game related, really. Um, well, apart from ones I eShop games I bought myself. But over New Year's, it's always the same thing. I mean, Danny probably had this experience too. I mean, once you are, you know, locked in with a Japanese family at New Year's, 
the the most uh, the most difficult part of the New Year's is surviving the thirty first of December and the Kohaku musical concert live thing, which is basically this like, well, to call it a karaoke concert uh, contest would be a compliment. Uh, it's kind of like a eight hour kind of you know dragged on thing of like. <laughs> just terrible J-pop, basically. Hmm. It's painful. It is absolutely painful. It's just non-stop. It's J-pop and then Enka, which is the Japanese, you know, traditional music sung by, you know, 88-year-old women, <laughs> uh, which just sounds like, you know, you're dragging a cat through, you know, a chainsaw. It's just it's just painful. So it's and, actually and, just one song they keep singing over, yeah, over, as far as I can tell. It is literally the same song, um, usually talking about Sakura. Um <laughs> So yeah, like basically every Japanese family has to have this on. It's 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 either that or there's an, there's an, there's another show on at the same time. But basically, it has like ninety percent TV share at that at this time of year. Mm. And all the foreigners like that I follow on uh, Twitter, all the other kind of Western guys living in Japan who have you know Japanese wives or Japanese families, and they're all we're all giving each other tips about how to avoid <laughs> Kohaku. So, like, um, you know, people were saying, you know, put Netflix on, you know, with headphones on and go to another room. <laughs> uh, you know, play 3DS or get the Wii U, play off TV, play, things like that. It's like, you know, you're just trying to find anything to get out of, you know, being anywhere near that god-awful TV show. Hmm. So that's what I did. I, I had uh, Netflix on, watched the whole series of Daredevil, <laughs> uh, which is uh, freaking awesome. Hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, highly recommend it. Hmm. I think I think there's only 13 episodes, but it's yeah. new season's it's coming out. New season, March 25th, same yes, day as so Batman or Superman. Yeah, it's incredibly you know brutal and you know dark and just yeah great atmosphere and good acting. Um, there's there's one guy in it which I don't really like. You know the Daredevil's like you know best friend is kind of annoying, <laughs> but uh, all the other characters are really good and the 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 main bad guy has got you know a lot of depth to him and stuff. It's really cool. Highly recommend it. Yeah. I'm going to move on to Jessica Jones next because that looks cool. Very, uh, very good. I finished watching Jessica Jones, but I haven't finished watching Daredevil yet. I watched the first episode of Daredevil. I haven't finished, uh, obviously. <laughs> I haven't come close. I only have one or two episodes <laughs> left. It's good times. On it, it, yeah, it's super good. good it's just sitting there on Japanese Netflix, which yeah. is great. Oh, yeah, Ty, you've just reminded me. Yeah, Netflix has secretly become like the best thing ever recently because now... It's got it's got international logins now. Like one yeah, one login can, is you, for everything. It's, it's amazing. Well, it's been yeah. like that. It's so but good. now they've expanded to every country that isn't like North Basically, Korea. You can even get Netflix in Antarctica. I just read that today, which is ridiculous. Because because before yeah. I used to like if I if I didn't have my VPN turned on, it would just go. You know, Netflix does not exist in your country. Right. You know, fuck off. Fuck you. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> but now, like. I, I I actually can use my Wii U um, because yeah. before, yeah. like, you know, my Wii U, well, I don't think it even had the, the Netflix app until recently. Well, not until September uh, when it launched. Well, the Japanese one, I mean. Well, may, oh, yeah, maybe the European one had it earlier. Probably but, did, like, yeah. you know, it, I didn't even bother loading up because I knew I would just get hit with the, you know, you know, the IP blocking thing. But now I can log in and I can watch stuff on my Wii U. It's amazing. From Japan. <laughs> it, it just changes the content to the Japanese content. Yeah. So, Yo-kai like, watch. <laughs> and, and with one account, you can watch it in any region, right. Yeah, which is great. Yeah. And it's really weird because things like Better Call Saul, you know, I was a big fan of Breaking Bad and I wanted to watch it. It's not on the Japanese one. No. It, so I flick, 
I flicked over to my American one and then loaded up and it wasn't on the American one. I was like, fuck. And then I, I switched my VPN to the UK and it did show up. It is <laughs> so the some... Japanese one. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. It is, yeah. Cool, cool. I watched it on the Japanese one. So it's one. on the Japanese one and the British one, but it's not on the American one. Yeah. <laughs> it's you know, <laughs> it's so weird. But, yeah, Do yeah, they yeah. come with like hard-loaded subs or can you turn on... No, there are subtitles for all sorts of different things. Yeah. yeah, you can cheat. Yeah. Like, uh, I watched uh, Watchmen on the Japanese yeah. Netflix, and it has, like, at least the English and the Japanese audio track, so you can switch to either right. one. Wow, man. I might have more languages. I'm not sure. And another, you know, like, secret cool feature with the Wii U, you know, which I've said I like in the past, is, um, you know, you can have the sound coming out of the gamepad, so you can watch, you know, stuff on the TV. And have the volume turned down, but just have the audio come out uh, the the headphones on your gamepad. Right. So you can you know you can watch you know TV silently, but you know you can hear everything. Right. So it's it's a cool feature. Well. Yeah. So yeah, basically TV and uh, <laughs> well, to, avoiding horrible Japanese TV. Well, so to kick it to uh, New Year's stuff, because I actually I have some Christmas talk that I want to actually Ty can help me out with here, but uh, for New Year's stuff, like yeah, I did not watch any of that bullshit because. High five. Yeah, well, it's because my, my father-in-law, he's awesome, and he wanted – I was like – I saw earlier in the day that they're going to have like K1 you know, fighting, and I was like, oh, that would be kind of neat <laughs> to watch. So – and my, you know, my father-in-law was like, yeah, I'll watch that. So, so like my <laughs> wife, you know, my mother-in-law and my niece, you know, like a 15, 16-year-old girl, we just made them watch fighting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, nobody really cared. It's it, yeah. My family's pretty laid back with that, but yeah, and then just yeah, watching that and you know, trying not to drink too much. But um, did you eat osechi? Yeah, yeah, we did. We ate osechi. Like basically, for those of you who don't know, I'll put a picture of it up, and you can take a look. But it's just, oh, there it is. Yeah, see that? Um, cool. It's like a big bowl of stuff that you've never seen in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah true. my my girlfriend's mom made that for us once when I visit them in Matsuyama and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, one other thing I did here, I had a, a Christmas party at my house uh, a couple days after Christmas. I know. Sacrilege, right? I mean, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I had some... After Christmas? Yes. I had some... So Japanese people were like, why the hell are you having Christmas party now? Yeah, well, uh, you know, so my wife and I, we bought a bunch of different food and, you know, we had tons of drinks and stuff like that. I baked cookies and I made a couple of other things and whatnot. Even had a friend bring some like uh, crescent rolls from America, like the dough, like the dough that you would just put in the oven, and it made pigs in a blanket. <laughs> I don't know, just like a lot of kind of fun stuff like that. And uh, Ty cool. was one of the guests to the party, and uh, Ty brought his Xbox One over, so we got to play a ton of different shit. <laughs> yeah. Also, do you did you play Killer Instinct? Yeah. At least a couple yeah. times, yeah. I mean, I played nice. a lot of stuff. I watched uh, people play. Did he play Ty? <laughs> I, maybe. I probably. I don't remember who who the hell I played, but I mean, come on. I'm not really good at fighting games, anyways. If I fight Ty, it's just. But I think you had like the yeah. easy baby mode on for whatever reason, right? I uh, like uh, that was actually the first time I played it since that update came out, which was like you know like that week. Uh -huh. So it was on by default, but like if you play like 100 percent normally, like you won't notice it's on. Okay. But if you have no idea what you're doing and just mashing buttons, it'll help you out. Yeah, because I was, like, noticing. It's like, man, how am I doing this? I'm pretty sure I'm looking at the right character. That's me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I'm kicking all sorts of ass. And he's like, oh, yeah. 
it's baby mode. Baby oh. mode. <laughs> but uh, it's baby mode. There's no shame in it. Yes, but uh, one one of my highlights was uh, actually because Ty actually ended up uh, staying over here at my house too. Um, we had you know it's extra room and it's quite a trip for him to get back to where he where he is. But uh, yeah, at like from starting at like I don't know one or two in the morning, uh, me Ty and Josh were kind of screwing around with Slender the Arrival. <laughs> oh my god i had great fun watching danny play oh, yeah. he had like these great physical reactions to the game yeah oh man you should have recorded that <laughs> i mean the thing is like if you're watching somebody play it yeah it's creepy but when you're actually playing it yourself i mean because there's like subtle rumble and stuff like that coming in and whenever slender man just kind of just comes into the frame you're just about ready to crap your pants and <laughs> you're just ready just to you know run out the house but then you shouldn't because he might be out there but um, and actually, I think that night, I think I did have like some kind of a nightmare with Slenderman or something like that. It was bad. That's brilliant. But no, that that was yes. a lot of fun. I was really glad that you know Ty brought his Xbox, and you know, obviously he could come too. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, Ty, how about you, man? Like, what are your good memories from the holiday season? I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, I visited you and. You know, ate all your delicious cheese that you had. Oh, yeah. We had a lot of cheese, too. <laughs> yeah. Mm, um, I went to Winter Comiket. Oh, yeah. Okay. Which happens uh, twice a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's always like the last three days of the year for the winter one. Well, you alluded to that in your new business, right? Is the Fallout uh, cosplayer? Right? Oh, yeah. 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 I just saw him by chance. That was cool. There's a lot of cosplayers. I think I tweeted at least one. Um, and I tweeted some of the, the books and swag I, that I got. Mm-hmm. Maybe you saw them on my Twitter. Uh, but for for those not in the know, Comiket is, um, you know, I guess you would call it biannual. Right. Uh, it's, it's like a biannual flea market for uh, people that make their own stuff, mostly comics. Mm-hmm. But there are also video games there and music and, you know, other stuff arts and crafts mm-hmm. so like uh i like to go there to find uh like you know fan comics uh video games especially the western ones because i i really like to see japanese artists take on like uh western games mm-hmm. like uh there's the mortal Kombat guy i talked about he had a, he had a new book cool yeah and his art looks like really good in this one like it looks way better than the stuff he did before huh is it still and, uh, using like what is it? What's the website he's hosting it on or whatever? Yeah, uh, Geocities. uh, Geocities.jp. <laughs> yeah, it's still alive and well in Japan. Man, one of my favorite bands is a Japanese band called Melt Banana, and uh, they still use a, a Geocity site as their official band website. <laughs> Nintendo in Japan actually reverted back to Geocities. Man, no, they didn't. Who owns GeoCities? Does it have a parent company? I don't know. I thought it's Yahoo. My gut says yes. I have. I still. Ha- uh, no. No. Well, I had one. If you, if you, what's that thing that you can kind of rewind time and see old websites? Oh, uh, Wayback Machine on archive.org. Yeah. I found my like you know nineteen ninety eight website GeoCities website like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrifying. <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can find any old stuff I made back in the day. My my old tripod website is still standing strong. <laughs> no way back machine required. Beautiful. 
Yeah, you, know, you know my old ISP. Like I had a website on my old ISP hosting from like probably around 2000, and I think it's still up, even though like I I haven't had an account with them for years. Wow. <laughs> I'll it's, check that out yeah, later. I said, "Fuck it, it's yours." Yeah. <laughs> So, Danny, Danny, another tradition in Japan is the um, Nengajo, yeah. which is a New Year's card. Because right. people don't send Christmas cards, they send New Year's cards, exactly. which are actually postcards. <laughs> and actually, if you follow like um, the 8-4 guys, like you know John Ricciardi or Justin Epperson or something, um, you can find links to the infamous, infamously amazing uh, Nengajos that they send out. <laughs> Always like kind of cool Famicom or Nintendo-related ones. And they actually, they actually did a blog post with all the game companies in Japan, all of their Nengajos from this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's amazing. So you can see, you know, like Capcom's one or whatever. Um, Konami probably don't have one. <laughs> no. it's, pro- it's probably just a giant middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, if you yeah you should check those guys out. And actually, speaking of John Ricciardi, you should you know go back and uh, he's been tweeting out like pictures of his like old game collections and like things that he's been like looking through his um you know boxes of games and stuff like he just recently pulled out a 64 DED Danny nice. you should probably check that out right? nice. but also um like old articles that uh, like interviews that uh, he did like back in the day you know like when the 64 DD came out mm-hmm. and it's really interesting like you know um uh, interesting chat interview about the 64 DD back when it was supposed to come out in America mm-hmm. <laughs> And how it was gonna, you know, revolutionize everything and be better than CDs, even though it was like sixty megabytes, sixty-four, and, <laughs> and cost like literally like twenty times more than the CD. So like twenty cents. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. But there you go. So yeah, New Year's cards are a, a lot of fun. Right. Oh, Danny, did you get mine? Yes, I did. Thank you. <laughs> Why do you read it out live? Uh, I don't. <laughs> Merry Christmas from the Charltons it. and the gay robots from Star Wars. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I sent Danny a special Star Wars one. Thank you, James. You're welcome. All of my students were complaining. Cause like they, I, I teach like third graders, so they've got good English. And they were asking me, I was like, oh, so did you send out cards this year? And I'm like, nope. And they all just like gave this <gasps> collective, ugh, <laughs> like utter disgust with <laughs> me. Bloody foreigners. Yeah. So uh, I guess back to Ty. Sorry, I, mean, I think we kind of cut you off there, though, man. But like, so did you did you do anything else, man? Like aside from Comic Cat or any other cool Comic Cat stories? Or, um, not particularly. When I got home, it was still at New Year's Eve. Okay. So, uh, like, I actually don't get broadcast TV in my apartment because okay. uh, <laughs> I only buy nerdy nerdy game monitors. So there, there's like a there's an English stream for NHK, the big Japanese broadcaster. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. So I I looked on there to see if they were doing a New Year's stuff, and no, they weren't. <laughs> it was just like regular boring programming. Hmm. What a waste. <laughs> it, it always cracks me up because my dad always e- emails me and says, like, wow, like the, the, the Tokyo celebrations looked fantastic. You know, do, did you see those? And I'm like what because <laughs> yeah. like on japanese tv you don't really see any of that they're in a studio <laughs> sh- sitting around a bunch of celebrities talking about stuff yeah exactly and like picture in picture of you know them eating you know mochi or rice cakes or something like that right. and uh but like on you know international tv you know like in england they tend to show you know like a couple of minutes from every country in the world well, they, they do that here too like in a- yeah, 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 yeah but like they don't really show 
you know that much of it you know it's like yeah. literally like a second <laughs> no they but, uh, yeah but anyways yeah what you're saying is yeah i mean you usually don't see a lot about what's going on <laughs> actually in japan yeah. like maybe some news blurb but yeah yeah so apparently via my father who lives in england the uh, tokyo <laughs> new year celebrations were amazing <laughs> cool that wraps it up for me i think okay yeah well yeah we'll take one more quick musical break and then we'll come back and close out the show So, all right, you guys made it this far again. I want to thank you so much for listening. And uh, we're going to go ahead and give out our Twitter handles. Again, for the Famicast, you can follow us at the Famicast, like I mentioned earlier, but I thought I'd mention again, just in case you forget. Because I think I mentioned this at another podcast. I said, hey, sometimes I forget stuff like this when I'm listening to podcasts. So just in case somebody out there is like me, you're covered. If you're incredibly annoyed by this, I'm sorry. <laughs> I am incredibly annoyed by this. Very nice. So if you want to follow me, uh, out with that with that out of the way, <laughs> and then you don't, then you didn't actually say it. I did say it. I said it before. Say it again. Just in case, just, do you want to say? You it know again? what? Yes. Just in case you didn't catch that, you can follow us at the Famicast. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, you can follow me at Danny Biv. That's D A N N Y B as in boy, I V as in victory. Yes. <laughs> uh, James, how about you? What have you been tweeting about, Danny? Do you actually tweet anything? Not really. I'm usually just commenting to other people about shit. Okay. Uh, I'm going to shame Danny now. The last thing Danny tweeted out was, uh, you better be, you guys, better be ready tonight. Happy New Year. And he's tweeted a gif of, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Steve Brule drinking wine. Steve Brule who? (laughs) Apparently you've never watched Tim and Eric. I have no idea the words that I could say. Anyways, whatever. Um, there's actually a guy called Danny Bivs. He looks like way cooler, that guy. should follow him. He's only got 46 followers. Anyway. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, that's at Danny Bivs with an S. <laughs> it, just, it just literally just came up there. Anyway, uh, yeah, follow me at Family Complicated. Uh, I will be tweeting out uh, Mario Maker levels because now they've got the cool bookmark thing and you know you don't need to enter codes anymore so you just click the link add the bookmark play it next time you're on mario maker boom next person next next person (laughs) so i'm not gonna go last anymore my name is cyrus i'm cool you should follow me on twitter my twitter account is at selsi boom anyone anyone who says i'm cool my mom says i'm cool. cool (laughs) <laughs> yeah man anyone who says they're cool is confident about their coolness yes. put your baseball cap the right way around like there's too many bandanas in the <laughs> I thought you were naked he is it's been a long podcast Ty how about you man oh yeah my twitter is super cat drugs uh, I tweet a lot of memes and garbage and snarky comments about game design and also swag I tweeted a lot of swag I have found in and around Japan. So check that out once again at Super Cat Drugs on Twitter. 
Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, actually, I was just looking up this Danny Bivs guy. <laughs> 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 I might have to try to be his friend. Um, you should totally be his friend. You could be the Danny Bivs. I'm following group. him right now. Anyway, it's gonna be like who the hell? Follow Danny Bivs and Danny Biv and all of us, <laughs> and uh, we'll make your dreams come true or something. So that's gonna do it for today, uh, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me, and everybody out there, thank you for listening. We will catch you next time. Hey, out. Find me the get out. <laughs> get out. Get out. Get out of my life. bottle that, the edge off. <laughs> that yeah. sounded really close to the whiskey bottle sound effect in fallout 4 <laughs> yeah it sounds just like a cork you know whatever. little known fact i actually provided the provided the foley effects for fallout 4 <laughs> <laughs> yes gamecube nintendo 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 thank you very much for your coming that's what, that's what always what you hear in department stores, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I hear. And I always say, how did you know? Can you see it through my trousers? <laughs> roll, roll. <laughs> yes. <Sorry>. That's pants. <laughs> 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 that was pants, James. <laughs> but, um, well, then what are pantaloons in real American English, then? Nobody, said, nobody, nobody knows what, what are pantaloons. I don't even Under know what they're, they are. They're pants Coffee worn pants. by Spaniards. <laughs> or pirates. Ay caramba. All right. Um <laughs> What kind of fucking sidetrack was that? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> um start started with me coming in my pants and ended with Spanish pirates. <laughs> How fitting. It's there's a connection here. <laughs> don't kink shame. <laughs> All right guys, so <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I need to get it together here. Whew.